0: My name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to silence on set podcast. On today's podcast, we're talking to Katie Finlay, who plays Kate on the CW show Walker independence. The show was set in the 1800s and was an origin story of the series Walker. It followed Abby Walker, an affluent and tough-minded Bostonian, whose husband is murdered before her eyes while on her journey out west. Abby arrives in the town of Independence, Texas, where she encounters diverse and fun residents running from their past, chasing their dreams, and keeping their own secrets. Unfortunately, we're in the middle of trying to save Walker Independence, so hashtag save Walker Independence, but I had the lovely best time speaking with Katie Finley about Everything related to the show, why it's so special, why we should really have a season two, and just all of the things that we really need to be focusing on in terms of entertainment, television, behind the scenes, actors, the WGA, just everything is in there. It was a no holds bar interview. And let me tell you, she is one of the coolest people that I've ever met and one of the most open and fun interviews that I've done in a really long time. So I hope you guys enjoy listening to me and katie discuss walker independence and hopefully keeping our fingers crossed a possible season two so i can tell everybody we were talking for a long time before i hit record because i love you so much i was basically just telling katie how much i am obsessed with and all things katie basically hello that's what we were literally just talking for like half an hour before hitting it
1: but 45. I am yeah.
0: so happy to have you on here and to talk to you.
1: I am delighted to be here. I don't know what I did to 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 earn this like abundance of of kindness and joy, but I will take it absolutely.
0: Well, and I t- and I said this and for anyone listening that has listened through this whole Walker Walker Independence and Winchester situation, they will all know that every single cast member has told me that I have to talk to Katie. And that five minutes into our conversation, I was like, yes, it's because we're the same person.
1: Because we're it's, like- you know, it's, it's, it's so that they don't have to talk to me. They need to get other people to talk to me so that I stop calling them. Because oh, they had better. to put up they, with me every they day. All for many
0: they all love you. And everyone was like, the second you guys talk, you guys are best <laughs> friends. And I was like, five minutes into our conversation before I hit record, I was like, yep correct i was like check
1: so (laughs) well you're great So, i think that is a great a great compliment
0: well it's amazing to have you on here so let's talk about i'm just gonna start off with the the big freaking elephant in the room yeah 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 no got canceled
1: yeah right so
0: let's talk about this so walker independence i fucking love this show and so i really was like hoping for season two there's so much story to tell I like how it ended because it did end in a way where like, you can kind of feel okay about it. Cause I hate when shows end and it's like really bad.
1: And you're like, no. I have no like, idea what's happening now. Yeah, And
0: like, it like just like gut your soul. Cause you're like, no, oh. like, and I do understand, you know, back in the day, cause we were talking about this. Cause you've been acting a long time. Mm. Uh, we didn't have this luxury back in the day too, where like shows would get canceled. There was no like, kind of like final episode that could be ambiguous. There was no, it could be shopped around it kind of it was just gone yeah it was just gone yeah. so I like those positives but we're at a point where we don't know what's going on with the show so is there anything what is the latest I guess where are we at we're so we're right now everyone's doing hashtag save walker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is anything going on that you've heard of or is it being shopped around what's happening And then Um, I know about this because I know everybody was expecting. And then how do you feel about this too? Obviously, because I know everyone was expecting it to obviously come back.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I it is a little bit hard for me to talk about just because I'm gutted. Yeah. Um. I've like I've had shows canceled on me before. I've had pilots not go. You know, it's something that you kind of you get used to losing. Um you just get used to losing massive things. I think when you work in TV, like you get used to losing massive opportunities and family structures and like, you know, money, you, you, you just, you get used to not ever feeling like you can really relax in your own relevance or like comfort or safety, which is brutal. Um, But this one really got me because I, this show is important to me for so many reasons. And I think that, losing the ability to be with the people that i made the show with um in like a familial context every day is it, it like even talking about it now like it, it inspires actual grief in me like i grieve our space together and our town and our which like i'm sure a lot of people say but i you know i hi sorry my cat's providing moral support um but uh, so i'm still I'm still kind of working to to process. I think I went I went sort of underground in a way that I don't usually. Um, must be the lexapro. but uh i've I've just been kind of putting it together in my brain because i'm just I'm just so, 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 so disappointed. Um, well, it's
0: it's hard to process because I've interviewed all of you guys. And Mm -hmm. now I can say that because I I was joking with Katie that she was my last one. So I've interviewed all of you guys and I've gotten really close to you guys. And you're all such a great group of people. So Mm -hmm. I can understand that it feels like, you know, like when you, I think when you lose any show and I'm not an actor, but I would assume when you lose any show for me as as a journalist, I get sad, right? Like when there's shows that are on for multiple years, I get to know everybody and it's like a death. You know, and so for this show, even though it was one season, you guys jive so well together. Like just from interviewing everybody and talking and hearing, it's always been like that. So I can understand, kind of like I don't want to process it, and then now you're like slowly processing it, and it's like grief because it's it was a family of all of you guys together. Like I I completely understand that. Thank completely much so here. well,
1: and we also all like we wrote season two a thousand everybody wrote season two a thousand times over like the people who were actually writing season two plotted out season two the people who don't write season two and just show up with a million dumb things that they're desperate for smart people to write into season two for that like we spent all of our time sitting around on set writing fan fiction for each other and like pitching it to Seamus Fahey because he's got the patience of a god and you know I, I'm so desperately in love with everybody that I work with. And, and so we would just sit around and come up with like beautiful, interesting, cool things that we could do together. And like, I mean, this isn't a hot take really. I think a lot of people feel this way, but like, I think that, I think that this is the first time that I am mourning the actual day to day of being on a show more than I'm mourning um the position of safety that being a regular on a show gives you. Cause it is a massive privilege And it lets you kind of breathe out for a minute about a lot of stuff. And like, I love all of the shows that I've been on. Um, There are shows that I've left that I was gutted to leave. But I think the actual human day to day of like, you know, even when it, even when it sucked, even when it was really hard of, of being in this family is something that I will miss more than going, okay, I'm on a show. I can chill for a minute. I don't have to audition anymore. Like those perks don't mean as much to me as, as the people that I love. That sounds kind of cheesy when i say it out loud but it's true so this is this is a new experience it's it's
0: like it's 100 percent true like even from talking to everybody like i'm like upset because i was ready to interview everyone but i kind of interrupted you in the beginning but so right now there's like this huge campaign of like you know save walker yeah Yeah. we were we kind of touched on this before um but in terms of what can we do where can we go are you hearing anything from Seamus? Are you hearing anything from other castmates? Like, is there hope that this can land on a streaming service? What can fans do? I know that's the first thing they're going to ask me. What can we do? You know, the yeah, yeah. that hashtag, but it's a, a weird thing, this industry. So it's like, how do we I help? Know. And like, what do we do if we want it back? You know?
1: Oh, well, I mean, listen, the, the, I, I, I've been doing this for a minute and uh, I no longer really understand. I'm going to be really candid. I no longer understand um why things like, I know why things go or don't, but it's based on some pretty, pretty, uh, what's, what's like a good word. It's based on some, some things that have nothing numbers. to do with television. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It has it, like cap, capitalism. Money. I is, will
0: say it has to do with money. Let's be real. Capitalism is money. here to stay yeah.
1: in a big way. Um, and so, but you know, like you look, you look, at the, there's other shows that people were like, this was my favorite show. Everybody freaked the hell out when it got canceled. And like, why did it never come back? And this other show came back, what the hell's going? So, So, um, I mean, seeing that people after one season love it enough to, to mobilize the way that they are makes me feel crazy. Um, I forget that anybody sees the things that I do until they tell me that like they were lonely and it helped or things that actually make a difference on earth, because I think that Hollywood is really good at separating people from what they make and why um so uh yeah i mean all 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 of our uh all of our higher ups does hate me calling them higher um all of our all of our like moms and dads are like show moms and dads are are like in pretty consistent contact with us they let us know what's going on they care about us they care about how we feel um we're kind of all in it together uh so there's been communication and um i mean i know that we we have had the ability to shop it around um, because we did have some people who were really pushing for us and who really wanted it to have the opportunity to land somewhere, which is really, which is really generous. And I'm glad for it. Um, I have no idea what the landscape of that uh, looks like. I think that it's definitely um, uh, the because the landscape is so uh, sort of tumultuous right now because of the writer strike. Which, yes, absolutely. Uh, WJ strong. Um, but it just means that for things like this, it's harder to know. It's harder to, you know, I think, I think people forget that TV and entertainment is like this massive capital undertaking at the same time that it is like a bunch of weirdos pretending to be other people in the dust, uh, and sometimes, sometimes those two sides don't mix very well or mix awkwardly. And so I think that's kind of what we have going on here. But I don't know. I, that's a, such an unsatisfying answer.
0: Um, it's it's true though, because there's so many aspects to this industry. If And if you're not from the industry, right? And I would do- Oh, you would have no, you have no reason to do. Yeah, you would have no idea. And I feel like as a fan, you get emotionally inv- um, invested. That's what actors want, right? You want to do a oh show. Yeah, People please. are emotionally invested and they're, they want to- see years and years of the show so I think mm-hmm. what when we? This happens yeah like you feel you feel lost so as a fan I think you do the only thing that you feel like you can do which is like hit social media start petitions, do whatever what how far that gets you know we don't it, you never can mm-hmm. tell it, but it can't hurt so you know <laughs> obviously it's really nice to see the hashtag save walker independence people love and you People hearing
1: about it matters like people caring about it and being like hey what the hell it, it it never hurts to have like I will say that one thing about the way that like network and streaming and platforms have sort of opened up the field is that if something is interesting enough like it's a little boat now like it's the little walker independence boat and it's on its own so like it is very possible that people go oh right like it, it it is its own property still so interest and enthusiasm and love from people isn't like i mean it's valuable anyway in and of itself it should be the only valuable thing um because the point of it is to like reach through a tv screen and grab somebody and go okay like you come with me now we're gonna be all right but i mean i'm not i'm not gonna say it doesn't matter i just uh, do my job and i'm not a television executive for a reason because one i would suck at it and two i would suck at it so i (laughs) like Anything that people think helps, anything like I'm not going to be like, yeah, keep on, because yeah, I'm not going to like. like it's like well, I think for fans, knowing how it works, but yeah,
0: and what, and that's what's difficult. So for fans, you don't know what to do. So I think them doing that campaigns and things like that, it doesn't hurt. It no, can't not at help. all. You know, it brings conversation, right? It brings that's people. Looking. I think it helps the ship in terms of hey, there's an audience. There are people yep, here. It's worth your return because in this yeah. business, unfortunately, like you said, it should solely be based on the love of the fans, right? The love of yeah. what we like to watch. Unfortunately, it's based on money. I'm just, you know, I'm like you, I'm just straight up. It is. It's on money. It is. It's How awesome. much can they make on advertisements? Where can yeah. they cut corners? How cheap can they get actors? Like all of that shit. So yeah. because um, of that, I think a lot of times they they want their rate of return, the ROI, right? Like they're on their investment. What are we getting back? And if they don't feel like they're getting enough back, show gets canceled. That's basically how it happens. But for streaming services, which is new and something, you know, again, I've been covering shows for a long time. You've been on shows for a long time. We didn't have this ability um, to kind of shop it around before. It it was canceled. It was dead. It was gone. One day you were watching it. The next day it was off the air and you were like, "Not, yeah." So that gives, I think, people hope. And hopefully you guys as actors hope that a streamer might come along and go, you know what? There's so many fans. We make X amount of money. We're our money, their money system. And again, it's all very confusing, but their money system is a little different because it's based a little more on subscribers, a little less. There's no advertiser, you know, like it's a little different that there might be hope that they go, you know what? It's worth it. We're going to get, you know, hundreds of subscribers. It's going to be worth our investment of buying the show. So the hope is- someone. Netflix, yeah. anybody hear me?
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> we're, not, we're nice people. We work real hard. We're all very good looking. Like just, I think the thing, the thing that I always want people to know is that like, we feel the way that you feel. We feel the way that you feel. We're, we're gutted. We're disappointed. We're confused. We didn't have some cool inside track to knowing what was going on. We love you. We love that you love us. We're happy that you're happy we are fine to like work hard and make a thing for you cuz we want you to be happy right you know like it's it's all it's we're not as different as i think that uh people think that we are
0: um well this group but, and i'll say this i've interviewed a lot of people this group in particular is very different you guys are really very right? oriented you guys are yeah. all crazy in such a good way i love all of you all great oh. away, and everyone knows I talked to all of you still every single person related to Walker Independence I'm like hey what's up how are you doing I'm checking it yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm obsessed with all of you guys so <laughs> and, and that's very different and I talked you know after years like I do talk to like a lot of people and they'll hear me on the podcast or someone will come on and go but oh, we talk all the time this group was very different I, the, even my first go around of interviewing it was like here's the number like when we're done recording and and hey, everyone yeah, yeah. talk to me and we're, like we should start a group chat by the way but I know you guys, I think you guys have one, but we, like, we should I'm start like separately messaging everybody to like check in, but that's very odd. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I want people to really understand too. Like, so when you're thinking oh, about yeah. walk and I know how much you love the, the show and if you're a fan of it and you're tweeting and you're doing all the things that you're doing, keep doing that if that's what feels good in your soul. And I mm-hmm. think it will help. And if anything, it manifests something great. Yeah. At, at bare minimum. It's showing a really, really good set of people that people love you, which I think you guys deserve because (laughs) there's so many times where I do interviews where I have to like do the bullshit of an interview. Like, Like, yeah, it's great. Like, you know, right where you have to do that. This is not that scenario. So I just Mm -hmm. want to be like clear Katie get like, and unfortunately I told Katie this, she's the last one. So she gets like the brunt. she's the first one I have to talk to about it being canceled so get, get the that is okay i can't take it i can take, take it. it i'll take it but i think you know it's very important to mention that this is not a typical type of group so i just wanted to be very clear this group is very adamant very vocal very friendly i talked to almost everybody and yeah. it's just different and special so for anyone listening like vernon at amazon i could say that because vernon i know you listen here so vernon at amazon yeah, vernon. or jeff at stars or whoever i like y'all follow me Get them on your freaking network.
1: <laughs> we're, nice. we're real nice people. I swear to God. We're real nice people. And we're also a, bu- a bunch of people. I'm not even including myself in this. Like there were, we got a bunch of people who deserve to be on TV a lot more than they have and who deserve to be compensated and centered and given agency and voice and fucking money for who they are and what they bring to the table in a way that is so massive. And like one of my greatest grief points, one of my greatest grief batons that I have to pass to somebody about this is that they now have to go and find somewhere else to be yeah like yeah I don't know we actually do so on on group chats we actually do have a bunch of group chats and um uh I'm really proud that I named our like original one that didn't have any uh like moms or dads in it Mm -hmm. um as the grown-ups aren't in this one (laughs) so now the group chat that is just the cast is the grown-ups aren't in this one and then I would also like I would go to text whatever combination, like some random ass combination of people like Lawrence and Greg are off work today. And I want to ask them if they'll go do this thing with me. And then it'll turn out that that combination of people is already in my phone as a group chat. I just forgot because it was from two months ago and it's called something incredibly stupid. And I don't know why, like every combination of people has a group chat on my phone named after an equally stupid thing which is uh not a not a, a particularly hot take it's when you go to summer camp with a bunch of people and then you have all these stories you think are just about you and like everyone will find them interesting and then when you say them out loud you're like no so, like not everyone I love
0: is- that and, and I, like- told, I told Philly, I'm like I need I need in on a chat so we'll have to make another <laughs> another chat I'll let you name it you'll, you'll probably come up with a better name than me but but yeah i love you guys so i have to keep in contact with everyone but yeah so hopefully the plan obviously is to get you guys somewhere hopefully so we'll keep our fingers crossed but i just want to close, because this cast is very special it's not normal it's it's very not normal i just want to reiterate how not normal this is i know so, i know I'm, <laughs> don't the understand that how I'm gutted by
1: about know? about this cancellation are like not anything i've ever experienced before i have never like, uh, I don't know if everybody else know. well, you probably did cause you talked to Matt Bar. but like Matt Barr got married in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, to a beautiful woman who I'm in love with. And, uh, I was so all... jealous by
0: the way that I couldn't crash that.
1: Oh, was so funny. Oh, so
0: jealous. I'm so jealous, but yes, he got married. Um, he posted and it's okay to say that cause he posted on Instagram and all that stuff. So yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to like blow up his personal life, but, um, but he's like incredibly proud of his beautiful partner. So I don't know why I would, um, but, uh, I just remember like, I'm not a big tropical locale person. Like, look at me, I'm built to be like- scuttling around. <laughs> I don't know, I'm built to, for like inside or for like reasonable temperatures. I'm just not, it's not my thing. Um, and uh, like, you know, travel makes me a little anxious sometimes and I'm just like, I'm just, I don't know, I'm a little bit of a dormouse And the minute I got there, like I the, the second I touched ground with any of my people, I felt completely safe. I felt complete, like anything could have happened to me. And I would have been like, this is fine. I'll be fine. Someone's here. Like if I would gotten massively sick, if I had, there was no world, like Philly, Philly and I hand things back and forth without looking at each other. Like we've been married for 20 years. Like there's such a a gentleness and an ease. And like, if someone gets wicked drunk and kind of wants to be a little nuts, everybody can handle it. There's no, like it's, it's, it's gentle and storied like we really really understand each other and none of it is like oh my god (laughs) like it's so low-key and familial and like like fuck you take my shoes fuck you take my shoes would you just like it's so easy yeah the sentence is getting out of control but I really (laughs) noticed it when I was there because I was like all right it's not just being at work it's that like I accidentally stumbled into well you really beautiful you can tell
0: too because so I wanted to crash the wedding. Matt said that I couldn't. Yeah. I was a little Sorry. upset about that. So, you know, I'll bar. take it with him. Um, <laughs> it was planned before we t- we started talking. So it's okay. Take it up with bark Yeah. But I saw photos and you can see through the photo. I mean, like you can, yeah. everyone's beaming. And of course I was like, Philly, how? And he's like, we were dancing. We were doing And I'm oh, like, yeah. so too. I'm like, I am like a sweaty, disgusting mess. Like in heat, so like not really my ideal. Um, also no. like you know, little curvy, so I can imagine like everybody in their cute little bathing suit, and I'm, i would be like, ah.
1: So yeah, uh, you would to- be the best one. You mean you would be the best one in a bathing suit because people should be <laughs> graced by your fabulous self in a bathing suit. And well, the beach. that's why
0: I need you around me all the time, which I told you why we're best friends now. But Listen, um, I'm just going
1: to report the truth to the people. I don't know what you want from
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah. So it's not like my go-to the hair, the whole, you know, like all the extra oh, yeah, stuff yeah, you yeah. have to do that. Yeah, you, don't yeah, want yeah. To, you have to do when it's hot. Yeah, yeah. So like not my go-to I'm sitting in air conditioning and like, and we were just talking about this, how like hot it is in life. And it's like not that hot right now. And I have air conditioning on. So that just shows you, I'm yeah. just, I'm an indoor. I'm like you I, I'm indoor. I like to, and I also get anxiety. I hate flying. I get very anxious. I take something when I fly. Cause like, if I don't, I'd rather just like, Wake up and be there. So like, I'll take whatever. Yeah. I'll, I'll sample. Well, that sounded bad. I'll take prescription prescribed. No, no I get it. I get it. I, yeah. I, I yeah. sometimes but take whatever. I'll take, yeah, I'll I'll take you know. Yeah, if I was sitting next to you and you were like, here's, the, I'd be like, sure, whatever.
1: Like, I okay, trust thank you. you. Yeah, or, yeah. I, well, I have her. I have like a but... uh, uh, lesser known fact about me. I have massive, crazy inner ear equilibrium problems. Oh my god. Uh, um, so I can't drive a car. Um, and I, out of nowhere, will become like so sick you can't even believe it. Uh, and it affects almost every part of my life. So like, if something will make it stop, I will take it. I have no pride. I have no I'm like, fine, that's fine. I, I can guarantee you I've tried every single thing. Everyone's got some new thing. I'm like, I've tried it. I'm just this is just how I'm wired. Um, but like also going to a hot place on a plane, Mexico, sometimes that means boats. Sometimes that means boat events. Sometimes that right. And I'm like the fact that I just showed up and was like, okay, if I'm gonna die, I guess I'll do it for Matt Barr. Like if I'm gonna go into shock and have my <laughs> hand like a dead fucking spider, I'll do it for Matt Barr and no one else. Like You're that should give the you same.
0: Anxiety. I swear to God. Okay, so first of all, and I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but I have fibromyalgia. So you never yeah, know yeah. when I'm gonna flare. Like, you know, right now I feel good. Oh, yeah. but, but I'm like you. Like, so if it flares, I'll fucking take whatever. Like, I'm like, yep, oh, yep, so yeah, fires, I don't care. Like, what is it? Okay, cool. Will it help. But I have severe anxiety flying. So I'll take yeah. a Xanax like before I fly. I'm very open about it. I don't care. Um, oh yeah. it's, it's, I have anxiety. It's a mental health issue. I'm very open about it. I'm, I'm very free about talking about it. And so I'll take it and I, and it's great because a lot of times I sleep and like, I'll just wake up and it's like, welcome to the desert. And I'm like, oh, great. Like I missed the whole thing. It's super. That's like the best. Like, I feel like when you wake up, you're like, yes, like you just missed the whole thing. I remember one time I was on a flight and the guy was like. I woke up and they were like, yeah, we're about to land. And, th- and the guy next to me went, you were so lucky. I'm so jealous. And I was like, why? He's like, because for the past 45 minutes, we've been circling. And I was like, oh, Jesus!" <gasps> and you're I like, I slept, slept through the whole thing. thing. Yeah. I slept through the whole thing. I was like, I would have had a freaking panic attack, like being stuck, like circling. And he was like, I was so jealous. He's like, you were so You were just like sleeping on the side. So I'm happy, like, oh, blissful. But I'm like you. So like, if I did go, which, you know, again, I'll take up my gripe with that. But if I did go, <laughs> um, yeah. Boats. Like that's another thing. Like I would probably take something. Cause I get scared. Like I get, I think it's more of like, I think it's more of my brain because I don't think I would mm-hmm. really, I've never gotten sick on a ship. I've never like felt sick, but I think I have this fear of that happening. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. Cause like, then you're trapped happening. in your body
1: and you can't get out.
0: Yeah. And like, and then also like on a boat, you can't like leave. So like, if I was sick, like, you don't want to be like the, you don't want to be that one. That's like sick by no. themselves. like don't, And then you're stuck for a couple hours. So yeah. So I probably would have been like I to have a like I
1: to have whatever me. I need, but- Always me. I had to tell them on set, I um thank God for Laura Terry, our producer, because uh, day one, I was like, all right, listen, this is gonna sound nuts. No one has ever been able to find a name for it. I don't have many disease. Uh, I had an ear, nose and throat specialist. Tell me I'm more sen- sound sensitive and motion sensitive than 98% of the population. That sounds like a pretend thing. It's not, I swear to God. Um, I have to be in the front seat of the Vans i have to try and You're minimize my i was like i can't because we i don't know if people know this but like there are there are a couple different gates that we like Well, gates like there's a couple different centers of where we shoot on bonanza and um uh it's like a, it's like the roads are kind of pirates of the caribbean like that you know right and, and as an actor um,
0: you get so like for people that don't know you get driven yeah. like so like a yeah they, they our... shuttle they shuttle you around oh, like a yeah, fedex package yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah they shuttle you around like a fedex package i think that the biggest for... misconception. Is that it's because we're special or we think we're someone? It's not. So no, it's, it's more like
0: insurance reasons. Yeah, it's insurance reasons. We're insured
1: and we cost money if they lose us. And sometimes we're distractible or stupid. So if I leave and wander off to do something and they lose me, right? Yeah. So more- I think in
0: reality, too, it's also like to prevent. Like again, it's funny that people do think that it's like this like luxurious thing because in reality. Oh, yeah when you really cut down deep it's because they don't want to waste money they want to make no. sure that you're where you're supposed to be on time because if you're not it's wasting people's money and it's not like that an actor wouldn't want to be on time but something could happen if you're driving your own car like the wheel this that the other thing when you hire a company sure. that's hired it's kind of a little more handled
1: also i really do believe that working on a set unless you have so much money oh my god like unless you have the gross national product of like a a really well-to-do small country like the the system the capital system of set is often a bunch of really great people who are good at their jobs working as hard and fast as they possibly can until they burn out at different times and have to start asking for more space and more time and everybody else wants them to have more space and more time and they can't Yeah. So it's everyone working within a system that won't actually let anybody calm down or like, it's not conducive to people being friends, to people doing well, to people being well. Um, And people still do it because they're amazing. Like, I remember we had a couple of short episodes. um, And I don't know, I don't think like, if, if you don't work in TV, it's hard to know how quick a six and a half day episode is. On a period piece, it's almost impossible. Um, and the real struggle is that like people make mistakes. There are people that are working with like massive equipment that could take your leg off. There are people working on other people's bodies with other people's bodies. We have to work like there are people that are running themselves into the ground. Hi. And, um, so every once in a while, someone burns out and has to be like, I like I like if I don't have a minute, I'm going to freak the hell out. Like I need, to, I need to sit down. I need a snack. I need two fucking seconds. And so I think that what people don't realize is that a lot of the systems that make us look like, well, we're so important. Oh, somebody picks you up. Somebody gets you a drink. It's not that the person who's getting me a drink thinks I'm so cool. They have to get me a drink. And it's not that I'm so cool. I don't have to get my own drink. It's that if I believe to get a drink for five minutes and they need me, that person gets yelled at by somebody. So right. it's better for them if I stay in my fucking chair and don't wander around like a toddler, which I do, um, so that they can get me my drink so that I stay alive and so that they stay alive and so that we get out of there because everybody has a family and wants to go to bed. Right. But that's like the most unglamorous continuum of I can tell you more interesting things. This is just the most boring <laughs> no, shit. But no. So much-
0: I no, but I think yeah. it's important because you know, know
1: though.
0: Yeah, and like and that's why I explain a lot. Like even during when we were waiting for renewals and things people didn't understand like first position so like i try to start explaining what all that stuff means because you know some of the actors on the show had said i have been turning things down because i really love this show and i really and so people were confused so then i like i would interrupt and say the reason they're turning it down is because when you're on first position and trying to explain so i think it's important because i don't think entertainment i hate using entertainment journalists but i don't think entertainment journalists or journalists explain and I think like without somebody talking about it so like I'm very vocal about it because I've been on sets without people talking about it they just won't know so I kind of in the whole like first position look
1: she was cleaning me but as soon as I moved she stopped because she knew
0: hi (laughs) she's like I'm on camera she's just a baby she's like I she's so adorable I explained like you know the first position and we kind of went over the whole situation because Again, it's just things that people don't know. But you were saying, which I like rudely interrupted, but you were saying about the car because I do the same thing. I can't sit. Um again, I don't know if it's like just a mental thing for me, like, but I can't sit in the back. I like to sit in the front with the window mm-hmm. cracked open a little. Like I'm very like so um, but you were saying with your situation, which that's hard too, because I went through the same thing you went through where people were telling me I was crazy. Because with yeah. five doctors, it,
1: doctors tell me I'm crazy.
0: Yes, I went through like you know
1: a what? mental huh? afters, I'm Until I like, met I'm to amend this, male doctors told me I was crazy. Male doctors said, uh, "Anxiety's nuts." I don't know what to tell you. The first time I got a fem GP, she was like, "That's really crazy. That sounds like a shock response." And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, if you hit someone on the head with a frying pan, the way that you check if they have like one of the signs of brain damage, like an immediate brain injury Mm -hmm. is if your hand sees because it's a shock response. So it tells us something. She's like, clearly you don't have a brain injury because that's it's the timing matters. Right. But like what you say happens to your body when this gets really, really bad Mm -hmm. is that you're into a partial shock response and i will also say that your experience of anxiety with it is so valid because i got sick as a kid all the time in the car but it was different it was like i would throw up or the world would be spinning or it was like very classic motion sickness it was awful um which i think is explained by me being hyper emotion and sound sensitive like i'm like daredevil except shitty no, your daredevil looks really cool. You like yourself- everything, <laughs> like if everything daredevil had going on, made him less helpful to other people instead of more that's why no, you're but, so uh, crazy
0: because if i met you i would feel like she's too cool for me like i feel like if we were in school oh, together dude. i would be like she's too cool for me like i i'd be scared to like go up to you and be friends with you I don't no no
1: no like no no. i'm on i'm on a Lexapro and a Vivance to get me like out the door to talk to humans it is no, you are you're good way, I, you're way cooler than you think you're trust me but... no one is better than me baby. but um <laughs> but then uh when i was 16 my family had a rollover in a car like quite a bad one that totaled the car no one in my family drives now it was like massively traumatizing yeah. everybody yeah. was okay it's like a big deal um and after that I started having this shock response as well as my normal thing so I just kind of that that hypersensitivity to motion that I had that it sounds like you don't have was married to this anxiety shock response of and I'm going to die and I've never been able to uncouple it but that part really kicked it into high gear. So what's going on with you is 100% real. It's not just like in your head because it yep. amended the thing that was already happening to me. And I, it's, I can't drive a car. Yep. Even when I do and drive, like, it's up on It's me interesting.
0: I, it's very interesting. For when you said that about males, when I started thinking back, it was true. It was all male doctors until I saw a rheumatologist that was a woman. And she was like, what's going on? And I explained it. And again, nothing against the, I'm sure there's many great male doctors, but it was just yes. not my scenario. When I met with her, she was like, no, something's wrong. And then when I started telling her, I actually got into a car accident. I was driving, avoided a drunk driver and drove into the woods, totaled the car. So right away, like, and she asked me like, no other doctor had asked me, like, did you get anything? Did anything happen? And she said, mm-hmm. you know, that can spark something. And she's like, how yes. old are you? But I'm in my thirties. Uh, and she was like, that could spark something. And how long ago was it? And I said, I was in, I was 26 when it happened. So she started doing like a couple things and point like, you know, pressing on me and stuff. And then right away, she was like, we're going to test you. I got tested for everything. I thought I had cancer. Like, we just didn't know what it was. I got tested for the, everything. And then she was like, it's fibromyalgia. And I was like, okay, cool. What is that? And what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. she was like, oh there's God. no, there's no solution. Uh, we can, you know, help you with X, Y, and Z. And that's what she did, but you have that mixed, And I will say this, you have that mixed with anxiety, but on top of that, you have, I had a really bad flare up, which I'm sure you've experienced flare ups. Then you get this like weird PTSD thing. So then I get scared where if like, if I'm out and I'm walking or doing something, I go, Oh my God, if I step one wrong way, like, is this going to cause something? Cause it was so bad. And it's just, it's like one of those things like you just have to like live with. But I yeah. told you, like, while we're talking about this, and and I swear we'll talk about the show, but I told Philly, like, I would love to do, like, a mental health, oh, like, yeah. and and we talked about it together, because we were saying, because there's just so much to, like, discuss, and nobody talks about it, and I'm, like, an open book, like, I will tell you everything and anything, and I'm not shy about it at all, yeah. because when it started, I've had it as long as I can remember, and I hit it. I don't I don't know if I necessarily hit it, but I didn't know what it was. And I didn't say anything. And when I was 17 and in college, my freshman year, I wasn't leaving my dorm room. Like I like it slowly started happening. Like it wasn't right away, but over time my roommate was like, Something's weird. Like you're skipping too many classes. So I remember the mental health building was like right across from where we lived. And I like ran because back then it was like mental health, you were crazy, like something was wrong with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. Being like ashamed like embarrassed that I had to go to this place. And I ran there and like talked to them. And right away she was like, Oh no, you have like severe anxiety and like you have this. And then, and then like you know we started talking and it's like therapy and i believe in all of that stuff and it really helps so if anyone's listening if you're doubting it like you know at least try it but um
1: it's unbelievable or,
0: you know it's yeah it's, it's so much stuff. but like, um talking to you i definitely i'm going to text philly when we're done and be like we have to do that mental health thing and if you want to join Because I just think it's important to talk about it and like hearing all the stuff that you're going through because I think people think Hollywood is so glamorous and then with stuff with me, like things will come out or like I just had an article come out about like a job or whatever and everyone's like, oh my God, this is so amazing and it must be so great because you get to go to all these things and I'm like, yeah, it's, uh, listen, I'm not complaining about my job. I love my job. It's just- there's a lot more to it. Like you're seeing the video portion, right? Like you're not seeing the guy that hit me in the head on the red carpet, like the person that's pushing me over, or the eight hours I waited, or like yeah. you know I mean. And it's the same thing with you guys. We're not seeing the 18 hours of your work. We're seeing yeah. like 30 seconds they pulled from that 18 hours into a show, and and whatnot. Yeah. Like you don't get to yeah. see all of that stuff. So I'm very open about talking um, about it for
1: people. Just I also think that like I also think that Hollywood like. First of all, like Hollywood, who the fuck am I? I don't get to talk about Hollywood. I'm nobody. But also the parts of Hollywood that I've been in, like, I think that people confuse glamorous with privileged. Yes. Hollywood is privileged. And then there are some ways in which you are gifted suddenly with so much privilege that feels completely unearned that it blows you away and makes you way more susceptible to other things. Um, or you're someone who is not often gifted privilege and you feel like you've somehow like worked your fucking ass off to get it after being ignored or not hired because of many different things that are like inherent to the system. Um, and then you hold on to it because you deserve it and you're afraid that there are not other places that it will come from. And then you put yourself in situations where it, it is it is easier to abuse you because it's hard to let go of someone giving you means when really no one should have to give you means you should be on a level playing field. But yeah. like-
0: It's like that imposter syndrome. And then if you get a good paying job, you're like, oh my God, I need to hold on to it. But then I think you settle too, because then if that job, especially as an actor, if that job is taken away- and another job is offered yep. and you have this instability and you are anxious and you're, we'll worried and you're working out and you got to pay your bills you might we'll have I'll, I'll settle for this job that you hate because you got to pay your bills just like the rest of us you know what i mean so it's like this weird thing and i think the more it's interesting that so many people for so many years just ignore it so i'm a mm-hmm. big advocate on talking about it because it's just It's just a part of life. Like, it's part of every job. And there should be nobody that's feeling like, oh, this is so glamorous and they're so amazing. Like, we're all working. We're all doing things, you know? And for pay, especially in particular, that comes up a lot because they're like, oh, actually get paid so much. I'm like, yeah, but if you were on set every day and you really saw, like, the amount of stuff that they were doing and the hours Mm -hmm. and the amount, like, what they're putting them in and, like, and even the extra hours of, like, fittings and, like, the hair and all the stuff that's not even the camera's not even rolling yet, you know? Like, then you have to take a second to be like, isn't that worth it? And most of the time it's worth more than what they're even getting. So it's like, you Sometimes, don't really yeah. understand until you're kind of there breaking all of it down for yeah, sure.
1: I think I, have, I think I have really complex opinions on this because I think that um, capitalism, first of all, it benefits the system for people to feel, I'm gonna like go super out of pocket here. I don't know if it's true. I think that it benefits the system of control for people to feel separated from their storytellers and their artists. Mm. And a really good way to do that is to convince people that there are kinds of art that are not worth a lot of money and that there are kinds of art that are worth a lot of money but also that the people who make the art that we've decided for some reason is worth a lot of money aren't like you. They're different, they're special, they're rich. Ooh, and, and, and because they're rich, they're virtuous and they're always having a great time. We need to give you someone to hate. We need to give you someone to talk about. We need to give you someone to idolize. You need to have parasocial relationships with people so that you build less community. You need to, whatever, like in, and and then also it's so inherent to capitalism that someone would be making an amount of money per episode that would like completely change someone else's life. But then that person at the same time if you ask them maybe what they would prefer or why they started to feel the need to up their quote and, and and get more and like, where does the panic about security come from? It's so capitalism to overpay someone and have them feel the entire time that they are never safe, that they are never actually compensated properly, that they're, and then once they get safe, the system really works on them to forget what it felt like to not be safe so that they don't redistribute. Yeah. It, like it's, it's, and it works on me. I get it. Capital melts your brain. Like when I, when I, um when I booked Carrie Diaries, I remember going and I was like, I was a waitress. And then suddenly I was on national television and like, and I, I loved those people. I liked being on that show. I felt incredibly lucky. Like they're sweet, excellent human beings, but I can remember like sometimes not, not cast members or like people on the show, but like there were people in the periphery that would make fun of me and they'd be like, honey, you're on TV now. You don't have to dress like that. Or like, do they let you eat? Are you allowed to eat? Like my little 21 year old body was like changing. And like, I have never been a size in my life that didn't garner extreme privilege. And even then there were people going like, oh, honey, are you really going to eat that? Or are people well-intentioned being like, so do they pay attention to your diet or what? Immediately. Trying to like slowly, not trying to, but like unknowingly slowly separating me from whoever I was before, right. you know, all of a sudden a $2,500 bag is the thing that I need to have to not get made fun of for not dressing like I'm on TV, whatever the hell that means. And I know it was the early aughts, so it was different, but like.
0: No, but that- you're right. You're absolutely you're 100% right. right. Like, I- no, but you're hundred percent right. And like, and I never thought about it that way too, is like the never enough thing, because you do get to that point where you're yep. safe and you get paid more money and you feel a certain way until you don't. And then when you go it and, and it's like a cycle and it's like a perpetual cycle. And it's just a very interesting weird industry, which is why good segue back, which is why uh-huh, I'm trying to get us back saying- there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, but it's good, which is why it's interesting and why I keep saying that this show is so different and so special. Because yeah. I feel like while all of that matters, right? You guys should be getting paid probably more than you're getting paid. Um yeah. you guys should be getting a lot more things than you're probably getting but you're still producing a product and there was still a family and there were still all these things there that made it so amazing. So yeah, like it's it's the only
1: thing that matters. Right. The only thing that matters. And I and I I mean maybe it's just because we're living in end times and I am a parent. Um maybe it's because we're living in end times. Oh you're not going to stay like this but you could pretend that you love me for the people watching the podcast for a minute. Um <laughs> but I just, something about this show I told this to you before we started recording but like the way the show was sold to me was someone I really trust, Larry Tang, um, who I trust to the ends of the earth, who I'd worked with on Nancy Drew for a bit, um, uh, called me and basically said, listen, like I know there's some things about this that might make you nervous. I know that it's like launching into a bunch of uh intersectional conversations that are hard to have on TV. I know that there's a world in which like that is hard to do right. And the idea of signing on to something and then doing it wrong is really scary. Um I I, the thing that I can promise you about this is that this is this is the nicest group of people I've ever seen um and people say that a lot I think uh especially in this industry because everyone is like emotionally starved and uh working from scarcity a lot and if they're not working from financial scarcity they're working from like emotional scarcity um but I believed him because I love the shit out of him and I was like, all right, dude. And I just, I really did. I just blindfolded and I jumped in. And like, I asked a bunch of questions and I i was, there was some points that I was really, I needed to know um, how every person of color that was hired felt about being hired, felt about the script, felt about the rate. Right? Like I, I sat down with Seamus He gave me way too much of his time and patience and continues to give me too much of his time and patience. And I have to buy him a hot air balloon one day because um, I'll never be able to make it up to him. But, um, and like Laura Terry, Angel, patron saint Angel of, network television um but he was right like i i've worked on shows i love everybody that i've worked with i have families that i was gutted to leave i've you know but the only thing that matters is that we are a bunch of like soft human people feeling a bunch of really weird gigantic feelings that like aren't pretend a lot of the time Um, and then someone else really sort of carefully makes them into a thing that we then send to you and you feel a thing and you feel less alone in the world and you feel like you're watching real people feel real things, which is true. And then you're hoping that in the off time, they like give each other piggyback rides and like pants each other in the street. And that is true. Um, and I have that picture of Greg and I, if anybody wants to see it. Um, Oh but, we'll
0: yeah, be we'll be glad to take that exclusive. <laughs>
1: yeah. It is, it is one of my favorite pictures of Greg and I. I didn't pull his pants down, but he was giving me a he was giving me a piggyback ride, and for some reason his belt didn't happen anymore, and then his pants started falling down as he was giving me a piggyback ride, and he refused to stop. And I do have like the I think it's on my Instagram actually. There's the most joyful picture of me laughing on someone's back in a ball cap. Oh God, we'll have to. We'll I can tell that he has no pants on. Fully has no pants on.
0: Well, so you were concerned you had your concerns for the show right um so what made you I guess what made you decide well I guess you kind of said it. you were kind of like convinced from people that you trusted to like start but for Kate how did she change from when you and I asked everybody this because it's very interesting um how did she change from like the day that you got her and was reading her and picturing her in your brain to the final episode
1: um, I'm gonna try and organize my thoughts well on this because I have so much to say because Kate Carver is my personal hero. Um, so I, uh, I'm a non-binary person and I kind of came to that understanding. I think I always have been, but I came to that understanding a little later in life than I think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always queer, but I, you know, I didn't really know why certain things felt uncomfortable or wrong to me. And, uh, I I had, had the privilege of being safe enough to come to it late. Um, but I still have a habit, especially because of TV, of reading characters as a woman that I think someone else wants. And she is always not me. The things that are special or alluring about her have nothing to do with me. It feels like I have to put them on. It feels like I have to fake them. Um, And it's always been that way. If you watched earlier stuff of mine, there's like a voice that isn't my voice that I didn't know wasn't my voice until I settled in a little bit but i have like this higher kind of fawning you know because i was like yeah when i'm on television which is not true um so i did the same thing with kate like when i first read it i thought okay they're probably gonna ask me to read for this because she's like kitschy and sarcastic and fun and quick and a little weird and that tends to be like my wheelhouse when it comes to things that i play which is great and i'm grateful for it uh but I was having so much trouble cracking what they wanted because I remember Seamus and Larry both said with like so much hope, and I was so afraid I wouldn't be able to deliver. They were like, no, no, she makes everything better. She's supposed to come in and make everything better. Every room she's in is supposed to be better because she's in there. She makes everything delicious. She makes everything fun. She makes everything ballsy. She made like, and I was like, oh, cool, chill. So, like, no, not a tall order, no big, really glad, like, sorry. Um, and I think that what really changed for me was I. Seamus sat down with me for, again, like an unreasonably long period of time for someone running a show who also has a whole ass child and a spouse and a life. Um, and, And just said, you know, what do you want for this person? What do you want them to be? What stories are you exhausted of hearing? What stories do you want to tell? What's important to you? What are your value systems? Like, I can't tell you, you know, running a show is incredibly stressful. There's 900 voices in your ear all the time. Sometimes there are things you just can't do. But he was like, I want the raw material of who you are and what makes you happy. And by the way, he did this for everybody. He sat down with everybody, um, which is so luxurious. I want to weep. Um, and he said, just so you know, like Kate was meant to be queer before we hired you. Um, we already wanted. Like we, we we've been thinking about it. It's 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 on the. You know, this isn't like a, an abrupt turn for a pat on the back just because you happen to be. This was in this was in the cards. This was the point. Um, hi. And, uh, and so I had like a really candid conversation with him about my gender and about kind of where I was at. Cause it was new enough that I still felt kind of crazy saying it to people. And, you know, like he held my hand while I cried on a picnic bench next to like a coffee shop in the Santa Fe railroad. And, um, uh, and yeah, I said, you know, I, I wonder what gender queer people were like on the frontier because I know they were there. Um, and, and, uh, the research I ended up doing, I don't want to say it blew my mind. Cause that is like so silly for a person to say, Oh, I have no idea that this entire beautiful, like constellation of human beings existed at different times. Of course they did. There's always been, you know, um, but that research really settled me into me in a way that I hadn't found yet. Um, so I think that the major thing that changed about Kate was that instead of coming at feminists and like from me putting on a woman that I don't feel like ever um, and like kitchy, well, let me tell you something, honey, I'm gonna blah, 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 and I'll talk about sex because I'm the cool one because I'm tall and dark haired. And we all know that the tall, dark haired ladies are the ones that talk about sex, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes they die, blah, blah. Um, and then she went from being that to being like, a really tired guy sometimes, right? Like I was like, she's she's she like, like
0: I would say a, yeah. I feel like you went from I think this is fair to say, hopefully, that I went yeah. from kind of like too girly, which into more of a badass. That's how mm-hmm. I uh, of her change because. effort and I didn't feel it matched like even Mm -hmm. like the character like I was like but wouldn't she be like so like like I just felt like she would be very different like you know at given the time Mm -hmm. where she's working and I it morphed into where she Mm -hmm. was like you're not doing that I'm taking over I'm doing this and then I was like that's it that's like where I see and that's what I saw originally so like I feel like that's what kind of happened so I would call it more of like a badass like you could say it, it manly if, if that's what like you know but- what actually no yeah
1: I really want to amend my language because that was the most binary should I've ever said but like <laughs> it's not that she it's that it's that I actually just let myself be myself in space and, and that's see, what in it-
0: that change like, I saw like and you can see it and like it's something I can't explain to you how beautiful it is but like it was like this moment and I don't remember which episode it was but it was so and again I watch it differently than maybe like the average watcher that might like you know just watch it for entertainment like I watch it for entertainment but I also watch it because I'm like oh I interview these people right so I was watching yeah. it and I I think it was like it was a couple episodes it was about midway I would say oh. about yes I maybe like I was gonna say four or five where it was like um midway when I went something's different and yeah. then and I was like and I like it. Like, it was like, it wasn't you like gotta, a bad change. It, you know Actually, it was, I, have
1: yeah. a gay, I have a gay reason for this that I love. Because Kate is I'm, my favorite. I love it. Um, so, uh, like, and people ask me, they're like, is Kate a lesbian? Is Kate queer? Is Kate genderqueer? Is, you know, and and I mean, we're still right? kind of working on it. Because I never, well, I never wanted me to bleed into it. So I was yeah. never like, just because I'm genderqueer doesn't mean Kate has to be. Like, I'm over-fucking-joyed to play a lesbian on TV. Are you kidding me? Give it to me always even though in real life i'm terrified of femme lesbians by the way if you're a femme lesbian just just tell me i'm doing okay just give me a little give me like a little smile or a little something like i'm terrified of you and i think you're beautiful and i love you and i don't know how to talk to you so um
0: so she's saying hit her uh, up, hit her up, give her hit some me love. up. Like you know, I don't need you to take me out or anything, slide but I just like, I'm, I'm so in
1: love with all of you, and I have like the management, the emotional management skills of a 14 year old boy because you're so fine. So just you know, you know someone if someone
0: like, is into you, and I'm sure they're going to hear this, and they're going to be like, shit, should I slide into her, like the DMs? Slide no, in. No, I mean,
1: I mean, yeah, don't don't expect anything from it besides my like overwhelming and constant gratitude and awe of the fact that but you still, live on the planet. I can't even imagine. Um, But, uh, so I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to, like, force any moves on Kate necessarily, but, um, so I love this backstory so much. I want more of my show. Um, so we had, I know there's a really fast, there's a fast flashback in our, um, we have an episode that's all flashbacks, episode 12. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a flashback where you see Kate in her old job in Baltimore, um, on protection detail for, um, a politician and his wife, and you see the wife stop to talk to Kate in kind of a gentle, sort of quiet, intimate moment, and it lingers a little bit, and, uh, and she is, uh, killed, this woman. This is a spoiler, sorry, spoilers, um, and regardless of what the full landscape of that was, it got seeded in later that the reason that Kate ended up in independence in the first place, um, independence as opposed to just being sidelined to some some, like you know outpost somewhere where the railroad is coming through that wasn't independence was because uh she said someone had talked to her about pagans and some times that they had had there and that maybe someone like her would be well suited to being there and like you know queer coding queer support systems
0: A a safe place to be
1: yeah, yeah. And and also this this woman that is dancing through this scene is this like high femme, bubbly, beautiful, charming, like silly, taking drinks off of people and like laughing and touching everybody all the time. And And Kate obviously is so enchanted by this and the Kate that we see is very much not like that. And so I like the idea of in her grief, she, because like her job is fucked and she's lost this person, whoever this person was to her, Um, And so that in her grief, she is like wandered out into the middle of the desert, exiled to an outpost, and that she picked this one because she had nothing left to hold on to, and then the person she decided could, could fit in and give her shelter the best, like the person to assume, is this person that she lost, that is so different from her, that is femme in a way that is so different from her, that she is just enchanted by and in love with. Um, And so this person that Kate starts out as, this, like, the way she talks to Kai until she and Kai have, like, a reckoning, this, like, warm, easy, because that constant availability and affection is also a way to keep people far away. You know, it's it's a soft power move. Femmes at that time, it's not like they could be like, hey, fuck you, and have nothing bad happen to them. Really bad things could happen to them. So this kind of, you know, light, easy, crisp, like the first bite of an apple, kind of, why the hell would you pick a fight with me? What a ridiculous thing to do. Get the hell out of here oh honey kind of person is, is like her working through the grief of a loss and then also kind of keeping everybody far away from her shit. And this like kind of slouchy, exhausted, like little femme, little whatever person is who she actually was at home this whole time. We just never saw them until we did. And until everybody knew so she didn't have to pretend anymore. So I tried to like drop it slowly um, a hundred percent, there were a couple times where I did not drop it slowly and I was just fucking tired of being in a corset. And so I stood like I wished for death, which is true. Um, but I think that was a really long winded explanation, but I think that's actually the change is that I figured her out about halfway through the season. And I was like, I love being this person. I would be this person forever. Um, and I feel so much compassion for her and I want her to be well and loved and kissed by many beautiful women. Um,
0: and you know, obviously I love her. And I want to, I, we're running you out of time because I know you have to go somewhere. But no,
1: I talked about capitalism for a hot minute. So we can, let's, let's have <laughs> some extra time on this because that okay. was unfair. So
0: I want to talk about, I asked you this um, kind of before we were recording, but I, I, you yeah. answered the the fact that yes, it wasn't written into the story for story's sake. It was in the story already. You, and I, I love the transition. I noticed the transition like kind of right off the bat. And I loved what you settled into like, because it just, I don't know. I can't explain it. It's probably like the same reason how you probably can't explain it. It's like, i it's like, I just saw it. And then I went, Oh, there she is. And like, I just felt like I saw you and I felt like I saw her and like, I, it, it was just a difference. I don't know. And if you're listening to this and you're like, what the hell is she talking about? Rewatch the show. And I'm telling you, if you watch the first few episodes and then you watch like four or five, you'll start going, Oh, I get it. Like you, there's, there's differences. There's things, the way you hold yourself yeah. outfits um, the way you talk, like there's just things that you can tell that are just different and feel that they make
1: more sense.
0: So mm-hmm. and they make more sense. The first few I go, oh, like that's not her.
1: Like know, when you go back, you're kind of like, who's this yeah. one? Like lady. I'm just like that's not, not her. the lady. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, listen, I'm really, I'm, I am I feel very validated that it read to you. Um, I struggled with it a bit. Like as an actor, I was kind of like, I I don't know how to make this person the best person in every room. And, and I think I started out doing it by like assuming a different, and it's not like, which is not to say that I'm not femme, like I am, um, but I I just assumed a kind of femme that has never really been me, but I can play it well sometimes. And I think that I realized that to do right by her, I needed to to settle in differently. Um, and also like, I like the idea of independence. We talk about this a lot as a cast, like the idea that independence is a place that is so far off the beaten path and is so outside of like centralized social control. Right. Like there's no society, there's no police, there's no, right. Like it's, there's no societal expectation. There's
0: no like major class system. And these are all things that I liked. There was no major class system. There was no explanation like for you know, for Justin's character, we were like, you know, in particular, like for Kellyan, there was no let's explain. Love of my life,
1: Justin.
0: <laughs> yes, love of your life. Um, yeah. there and then we talked, and me and Justin talked about this, and I loved it. I loved it so much. I love that there were subtitles for people, and I love that there were items yeah. that, like I didn't know, and I was telling you this, I didn't know it, so I looked it up. And for yeah. like Kelly, I loved that there was no question, like, oh, you're, you're black and you're a cop. There was there was none of that. There that were black boys so, so everywhere.
1: Special. I know the, the, and, and the like, white West is such a fucking myth. I, I know, and the so reason, crazy. like, it's such it's so a myth. white myth. West, like, brothels, like,
0: like even like brothels, right? You'll yeah. see even in old school westerns, and I, I dare anyone to watch it. You will find a fucking brothel, and there'll be two girls hooking up, and this is like some sort of like shock that it's like for guys or like whatever i mean like there's been all sorts of like it just drives me insane so like what i I can't even express how insane it drives me so when i watch your show all of these things that were there were put there not to further the story along they were put there because this is what we look like we look like yes and and i enjoyed it so much that that was the case and so like for julian i i spoke to him about you know i love that there were subtitles I love that you got, got to speak in a different language that would have been his language. And I mm-hmm. love that there were items that weren't explained. And if you don't want if you want to learn what it is, fucking research it. Oh, and yeah, then, yeah. like for Philly, like for him to play Gus and not have to give an explanation. I got this because of this. I was given this job. because No, you were given the job because people respected you. It had nothing to yeah. do with the fact that you were black. So like all of these things are so important, which is why it's so frustrating for me that the show is like in limbo or wherever it is right now because there was just so much good stuff yes and there's so much stuff about it so for Kate I love her so much and as time went on and it was settling in and like really so I saw a shift there were so many things about her that I just loved and like I said she was such a badass like with so many things and one of the things that you said before because I asked you like how much input do you have in certain things you said that there were a couple things that you put in, or like that you had suggested, and I want you to talk about it because okay, <laughs> suggested were like my favorite things, which is why I know yeah. like we're destined to just be like best friends forever. Because the second you yeah. said that I went shit. Those were the things like I fucking love. Those were like the parts yeah. that I really loved. So I wanted to ask you for Kate. So we talked a little bit about her arc. Obviously, mm-hmm. I do want to get to the finale really quickly. But for you, what were some of the things that you kind of suggested? that did end up making it on air for her because they're really cool. And some of my favorite sure.
1: things. Okay. I want to, I want to, I have to tab back just really, really quickly. Cause I had two things <laughs> as we were talking about Philly. Um, One of my biggest wounds about season two is that there are like 900 things I want to know about Gus and that Philly and I talked about watching Gus do that I want to, like, I feel that way about everybody, but I know specifically that there's like an expansion of, of Gus that we talked about constantly that I you know don't know what I'll get to we see. We don't now. have
0: that much background of of him
1: because yeah, um, he deserves a lot, mm-hmm. um, and also that Justin and Philly meeting each other under that tree is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, and it's really unfair that people that are that good looking and good at their jobs get to talk to each other on screen and expect the rest of us to just be fine. Um, <laughs> I second that. <laughs> although I want more uh, Western scenes where uh, Indigenous and Black people fucking chill and talk about how stupid everybody else is because they're right. <laughs> uh and 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 save each other from death which is what literally happened all the time um so in the Seamus he has given me more of his life and his uh soul than he should um I was originally tapped as a dancer I think at the thing was my job at the yeah. thing was dancer. um yes I was I was a saloon dancer and like oh, let's wait, be real wait, so okay.
0: you talk for a living for writers because writers write it so
1: WGA but well, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I'm left to my own devices and it doesn't work out, WGA, um, so. <laughs> I had to throw it in but go ahead. This is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't give an actual right word. <laughs> don't make me two words good. Um, so I like, I like took a decade of ballet like your average lanky Kermit the Frog. I, I move well, I have dance experience, um, I'm in my thirties. I don't call on it all the time. You could tell, but I'm not like ready to go with some weird Ariel. Um, and Gabby is, uh, w- was the singer and Gabby like can sing fine, but like feels kind of stressed about having to do it. And it's not like her easiest path to expression. And it like takes a minute for her to feel like she got it right. Um, and is a like professional Irish dancer like a like a ranked competitive Irish dancer. She's amazing and she's the singer and I'm a professional singer and was the dancer. And at some point I just kind of went, okay, if it please from the bottom of my heart, never make me dance again not because I'm not willing to do anything you want me to do, but just because if you want like a quick high impact skill set that I feel very comfortable with that, like, you don't have to over-rehearse and I'll figure it out and I'll get it done. I promise. I feel really able to deliver. Let me sing something. I would kill for it. I would thank you forever. Like it's my happiest place. Um, And Seamus just said yes, which is crazy because people have to write that. It adds so much stress to an episode to have to have like someone singing it also has to be earned like you have to really convince people that it's okay that someone's singing a random song in the middle of it like you really got to get in there um and it takes resources and we had so precious few um and the fact that they gave them to me for episode four um for the outsider number still blows my mind it's a gift that i will never forget or take for granted um and I remember having suggested that she should dress like Tom. Um, and there were some, like, there was some back and forth about, like, should I dress as, like, a sexy version of Tom? Should I dress as, like, the vaudevillian, like, mm-hmm, with the girls kind of version of Tom? Should it be, should it be provocative? Is that why it bothers him that's provocative? And I was like, no, man, I think she deadass just gets in there like I had a binder on. I was like, I was like, no, no she's him. This is as close to drag as she knows how to do in this moment um, because she's still hot and he's uncomfortable. I like make everybody a little gay. Make everybody think about the fact that everybody's a little gay. Like just like fuck with them. Um, I loved every second of it. I was so happy that you like
0: had like this. I, you. Just, I loved every second of it.
1: Well, listen, I'm not the one to thank. Like I, I had so, so many people um, died on that hill so that it I could happen. do this.
0: But this, yeah, so, but it know. was still an idea. Like you know. But I mean, like
1: Chell um uh, shot the fuck out of that episode. Like it, man. But um uh oh hold on my brain yeah no it was it, it was incredibly beautiful and uh I remember uh also it's it's hard for Greg because Greg and I are really close and Greg is like a giggly baby girl and um the fact that he had to be angry at me was really hard for him um and uh at first I think he thought I was gonna sit on his lap and he got all excited he was like you gonna let them sit on my lap and they were like no of course not that's ridiculous he was like oh okay um but every time he manages to look furious at me it like takes a lot for both of us to make it through a take where Greg is furious at me um but uh but yeah well then you know also we we had to like hit up our uh music supervisor Sean Callery and be like hey can you just whip up a musical number and of course he's unbelievable so he does and like it's so many people so many people worked so hard for me to be able to do that um but it really was like getting to do like vaudevillian you know gender queer drag light on network TV fills me with joy. Um, I know. And it was done in such a good way too. Cause it wasn't like,
0: it was done in a way where I feel like you weren't going to get notes from the network. You know what I mean? Like, but it was a, it was done in a way where I think everyone got it, if that makes sense. Okay. So it was okay. like, just like I wanted notes. Time. I was like,
1: they're not, if they're, if they're like coming for the queers They're they've like, first of all, they, they've picked the wrong people. And also they picked a terrible time in history to decide to be impossible true like, this is, it's not it's not a great time to be a bigot you wouldn't know that by some of the bills that are passing but it shouldn't be a great time to be a bigot and I don't think anybody on my show felt that way either so like there are some and we also talk about like we talk about sexuality and sort of the roust about like that there's this understanding of so I'm getting excited there's this understanding of sex work for instance as like when you see it framed in westerns and in, it's like oh, these, like, beautiful, coquettish women that are, like, just here for your use and da-da-da. And I was like, no, man, these women had to stay alive. First of all, it wasn't just women. Second of all, like, they had to fucking survive. This is a tiny-ass town. Like, there's, like, a down-and-dirty element of, like, these women own their bodies. You are not renting their bodies. You are renting their time and attention. Like, it is, there's, like, a grounded community feel, um, which was helped by the fact that all of my dancers were fucking awesome people that I really loved spending time with who worked so hard. But I think that's part of what I like about it is that it's clean and inviting and fun, but it's not, there is like such a funny lack of exploitation. Like it's, and and the way that the women are shot also, not, no exploitation, no, like, it's not like, we put these people here so you could visually consume them. It's we put these people here because they could kick your ass and they're also hot. Pay them. Like it, you know what I mean? There, there's just like a really embodied feel to the whole thing, um, which is, you know, like more like the actual jam of some tiny frontier town where everybody's fighting for their lives all the time, and you know, it was I like, mean, realistically speaking, done right.
0: I like, you know, it was just done right. And I, I like, hope so.
1: It,
0: it it was, it was just done right, and it was it was portrayed in such a great way. Um, I love that you were uh, that you and Greg were, you know, laughing or about it because I think it just makes it more fun. But I love, I just, I love that whole thing. And also I loved the fact that anytime we did see the brothel, whatever you want to call it, I, I wouldn't really call it a brothel necessarily, I guess, because I feel like the women were, I hate using the term brothel because I feel like you picture a certain thing and that's not mm-hmm. what it was on the show. Because call it, these,
1: they call they it the white, the white dove house.
0: Okay, so yeah, that makes me oh, comfortable. Like, so like yeah. the white dove house, because these women, like you said, were much more like, one, two, three, I, like I'm doing my job, pay me my money, goodbye. Next, thank you. Cause I have this, this, and this, you know. Or even mm. when you guys had that episode um where the women were outside, not not from the house, but the uh, women were outside selling stuff and just trying yeah. to make it. And um, Your you stuff. know, like, Abby's the one that walks over and's like, Oh, I have to hand you something, but then she feels bad and wants to help them. Because yeah. women were trying to, you know, they weren't always relying on a man either. Like they were trying to make it and trying to survive and trying to sell stuff and you know, do whatever they had to do. So to see the house like that in a way that was way more accurate than yeah, what also. you see in so many other things yeah. is a big deal. So, like, I, I enjoyed all of those kind of things with, with Kate. And I and I love the progression, too, of even her not, like, being a boss and kind of owning it but not really owning it. And then kind of getting it back. And, you know, yeah. like, so that whole progression of it. And in the midst of all this, she is fighting helping a group of like misfits that i love random uh,
1: assholes that i don't know
0: <laughs> the number of
1: times i entered scenes and was like i'm not getting fired over this like i'm not getting fired over <laughs> hey fuckos like i don't know who you are you feel like i like this one i have a really good sense of this one and she's important to me but like get what, what's going on <laughs> technically the only person i should know is callian but like yeah no i i i, I many times was like I need us to roll this thing that I say back a tiny bit because Kate is not losing her job over these people. Like <laughs> we'll be shiny, happy people holding hands eventually, but you gotta you gotta sell me on it because I don't understand what they're talking about right now. And the blonde dudes drive me nuts. Like it's
0: <laughs> but I loved it so much. And then by the time we get to like the end of the season, I love that there was like this core group that were all so different, that were all coming together to like fight for what was for like which sounds uh, corny but like fight for what was right and to get rid of somebody that was not a good person and which is hard to say because you know we all love greg that's like that's the thing and he was so good at playing Tom. but but to get rid of somebody that but that did something horrible and what i loved was the fact that you guys could not be more different like like if someone knew nothing that was going on and you walked by that house and took a screenshot like 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 a screenshot if you took a photo of this group sitting at a table you would just be like, that's so odd. Like, they look so, quote, odd, right? Because you have, like, everybody looks different. You got a blonde, a brunette, you got... you know, And you don't know anyone's sexuality, anyone's thing, but, like, you have all of these different people sitting at a table, and it should look odd, right? To the normal person. And I think it probably does to a lot of people. But your show makes it that it's not odd. That it's normal. And so? that, that should... And that should be occurring all the time, right? Like, I mean, why that's wouldn't that's it
1: and the and they were
0: successful. They were success, and that's what I really like too. Is that I and I told you this. We didn't end on a oh my god, did they do it? What happened? Yeah, yeah we ended yeah. With they were successful. They worked together. Their mission was to get time out, and they did. So mm-hmm. it just proves the point even further that a group that is could not be completely different. Whatever sexualities, whatever, however they identify, whatever they look like, is fucking irrelevant which is how it should be and mm-hmm. and you guys did what you needed to do and i love that scene with you all of you at the end in the house just kind of like chilling and having a good time and just enjoy i mean obviously the tom situation comes up again damn greg but for yeah, like, for greg greg. that moment you know and, and it's so beautiful to see all you guys enjoying that moment
1: together we really yeah. did we cry a lot we have a nice time um, I will say, I, mean, I, I, I was having a bunch of thoughts as you were talking about that. I another, Yet another, welcome at the laundry list of reasons that I'm sad that we don't immediately get to keep making more of the show. Um, there was a shift for me that I'm hoping other people noticed a little bit. Um, so I'm going to say, like, back, not back half of the season, but maybe like back quarter of the season. Um, where Justin kind of shows up and is like, yo, they're murdering us. Like they're murdering us. They're they're coming through to build this thing, and they are murdering communities just like mine, left, right, and fucking center. I have no idea what to do. This is insane because they're doing it in a way that like we were not prepared for. Because it is genocide. Who is prepared for genocide? Like, are any of you clocking this? And everyone in town is like, yeah. And and then they're like, oh, well, we should help because you're our friend and we love you. We'll help you do anything, buddy. And he's like, okay, that's great. You know, it's not just me, right? Like this thing that's coming is like really scary. So I love that you're trying to show up for me, but also I don't think you're clocking the like the thing that's happening here to people who aren't as safe as you, to people who are kind of, unfortunately, kind of like you, very much like you, like- people you might sit in a bar with and not realize are out here as part of this, like, colonize the West, colonize the frontier, get out here, get out here. Um, And, you know, the person who understands is Gus, which makes sense because, you know, indigenous communities and black communities have like sheltered each other from this crazy march of colonialism for thousands of fucking years. Um, and you see it a little bit in 11 where we we like buy a little bit of time um, and Philly's with Justin every minute because, you know, they were friends before this. They'll be friends after this. We're interlopers. Um, and then you kind of start realizing partially because Greg is a beautiful baby uh, who's amazing at his job and partially just like, you know, it's, it's where we're going anyway, um, that Tom is the victim of this expansion as well. Like, let's be real. It's the West. People get shot in the middle of the night all the time. All the time. If Hoyt hadn't gotten in the way and then like convinced Abby that she was super fucked if she didn't find another way to do this, she would have just shot him. Then somebody would have gotten shot in a bar because somebody got shot in the middle of the night. Like people died all the time. People got murdered. It was, it was bananas out there. Like it was lawless and in, in many ways, settler wise, you know, like, um, we're and so
0: that, I, we're lucky that wait is just alive period well i say well listen i, I feel very I, lucky. I was like, like, I was like dude you're lucky you're alive at all <laughs> the, by, by the skin the of his people. teeth white rollins
1: um love of my life fucking I, I
0: love that so hard but like i was like you're lucky like you're even fucking alive oh yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: People, uh-huh.
0: it's like mind-blowing that like people haven't come and killed you yet and he knows so- that yeah,
1: I know. Wakes up every day and he's like, good morning, Jesus. Thank you for allowing me to live another day. I will see you later. Like he, he knows, he knows. And he was, um,
0: I mean, because he was so good at it, but I mean, it was just so, it was so funny. Yeah. I was like You're just so Hoyt,
1: Hoyt and Kate, Hoyt and Kate falling in love. First of all, I have like a very extensive uh, storyline where every single person falls in love with Kate and I have I like mind, You're
0: people. that. You're the person to say this. Other cast members have said that you guys all talked about what it would be like
1: if the other one got together and yep. what that yep. would all look like. Because there's nobody who wouldn't work. Yeah. There's nobody who doesn't have a reason to fall in love. There's no one who doesn't have a very interesting and realistic dynamic about why it would happen. There's nobody who doesn't make any sense. Nobody. Mm-hmm. It like it. Um, but I liked that towards the end of the season there was this shift from like there's this one bad dude and he did a bad thing to like something. Well, because it, it it happens with uh, Lawrence's character as well. Like. There's this this influx of toxicity and damage that comes with the railroad coming. Um, And so independence is is about to, like, kind of get blown wide open because of this thing that's coming that is is honestly like primarily affecting the people of color on the show. And so sure, like Tom's in jail, hooray, hurrah, whatever. And Abby now has to deal with this massive trauma that she doesn't know how to let go because how on earth could you let go of a loss that big followed by a complete rearrange of your life, even if it's not about Liam anymore? Um, And there's this thing coming that's going to fuck all of us. And you start to realize that it actually, like, colonial expansion is fucking Tom, right? Like, he's not the world's worst dude, necessarily. He's not great, but, like... You find out that he's been stolen from, harmed, traumatized, and weaponized as a brute, as a person who is willing to do damage, willing to do harm in the name of this thing, which is the same thing that's barreling towards the town. Like, it's, it's like there's like, like a big yeah, like, thing. Tom has this idea. Do, yeah.
0: yeah, like he, like he, Tom is behind the idea of the luxuriousness of what it sounds like. And because of that, he's willing to go to extreme lengths. It's a drama, right? So he's willing, you know, on a show. So he's willing to go to these extreme lengths, but people were willing to do that. And no matter the casualties, and that's kind of what Mm -hmm. Tom represents. So it's not necessarily that he's, I agree with you. It's not necessarily he's the evil villain on the show. He didn't do great things. I mean, let's be real, Mm -hmm. but he is a full believer of this evolution Mm -hmm. and of what it's to become. Whereas everybody else is like, no, because this is going to hurt me. Or even like when you were talking about Kaylee and and Justin, you know, his character is going, yeah, you're helping me and you're helping out. and But there's a whole group of us here. But there's also- You don't understand that this
1: represents a massive- Like, obviously he doesn't know yet, but like, it's it's an unthinkable kind of violence. Right. It's unthinkable, systemic, terrifying kind of violence that like no one understands. And some people are more uh, like- exposed to it than others and watching characters talk about it put their foot in their mouth do it wrong like you know it's like when when um Julie who I'm in love with came to uh play with Lawrence for that one episode and uh when you know after Kate leaves and you're thinking oh you know I hope this lady isn't like who Kai's really in love with because I kind of like Kate and Kai but maybe and there's a point where Julie's character Lily says listen we're Chinese nobody wants us here yeah. Actually Lawrence might say it. They're having a conversation together yeah. about whether or not they should leave, whether or not they should, should say, and yeah. it's mm-hmm. like, what are you talking about? Oh, my friends, oh, you know, I like it here. It's good. She was like, but they don't fucking that you're if you're not building the railroad or doing their laundry, they don't want us here. Like we we are we are othered in a way that you can't put a band-aid over. Um
0: and, you know and then was, like you know he loses so
1: this person, like ugh, yeah.
0: I like, Because we could like, I literally, I know me and you could like talk for like two hours about this. I'll talk it, about the
1: show all day. I
0: love everybody on the I, show. I know. So. But you know what's so weird is talking to you about this out loud and like yeah. really getting into it. And because we can, because like, you know, the show's in this limbo and you're the last one. So I was like, no pressure on you. But because we can talk about all this stuff, the more that we're talking about it, the more I'm going, holy shit, this is us now. So the more like me and you were talking about this, which is so insane because your show takes place in hundreds of years ago what the fuck are we doing so it's just the more you start talking about it it's crazy which is why I keep reiterating the show needs to be on the air because the more you see it the more it makes it normal and we need this to be normal we need this to be on air and to be normal you know like we like we just need to get to a place where it's not a thing you know Mm -hmm. and like
1: well I honestly like I honestly believe, and this is me, like I'm obviously coming at this from several intersections of privilege. So I say this every time because I don't ever want anybody to be like, um, you think you're gonna want to talk about this, kiddo? But like the the idea and history of the American Western frontier was built on the erasure of indigenous peoples. Um, and the the textures of it and the supports of it were Indigenous people, Mexican people, queer people, Chinese people, Black people, um, in community with each other, staying alive. And the thing that erases that history is the, like, industrial march forward, capitalism, racism, and whiteness. So like the reason that we look back at that time and we think, oh, it was full of like macho white cowboys is because there's like this concerted effort to make sure that the expansion West seemed like the values of America. And they went, okay well, what are the values of America? It's none of these people can't be any of these people. Fuck them. It has to be whoever we need the world to be built for. So who is it for right now? Well, it's for us. So they're not out there. They don't signify anything. They have no knowledge. They have no adventure, no freedom, no no like you know. They can't be the story of what it is to settle in America or to explore America because they're not American values. They're not, and it's happened in a gazillion other countries in similar way. Like it's it's the idea that that to to colonize somewhere to settle somewhere is better for it, and it's on the backs of people who cannot matter, cannot be the real story of that place, and that's now that's like that that story that those those systemic forces are still here
0: and are, are still out. in states that are doing the same let's get rid of certain educational yeah. things and yeah we're heading down to the, and that's why like for me this this show is so like critical you know what i mean like i know like some shows like people are like yeah it's a television show like you know move on like, like yeah. i can But for me, this show in particular just hit home for me because it was very important, the content and the things that you guys were showing. And so that's why I'm so like frustrated with it. And that's why I want to introduce every single person related to it because it was just, like, that's like my only answer. Just like, you know. Well, I know, like, I know there's
1: stuff, there's stuff that, you know, it's, it's, it's network TV. There's, there's a certain level of whatever that you're able to dive into or not. Right. There are going to be times where you, you pull a punch and you shouldn't have, there are going to be times when you speak about something softly, when you really need to yell. Like that's, that's the truth of when your art is married to commerce. Um, it shouldn't be that way. Uh, you never know when the risk is okay to take, you never know when, right? Like it's, that's kind of, um, but the thing that i appreciate about our show is that like like yeah it's, sometimes it's not in a space where we can hit as hard as we would like to or where we can push something where we want to or where it's allowed to be dark enough to actually reflect what would really be going on in that space in the time or you know whatever it's but the fact that there was room to start to explore those things visually in a way that was gentle and respectful to all the people making the work that like the people making the work were like, I would like to enter into a racial conversation about this reality, or I would like to enter into it. You know, it, it, that space to me means something. Um, and you know, whether or not you have room to be as radicalized as you want to, or as, you know, intense about something as you want to, that space we had, there were things that, you know i was looking forward to seeing change a little bit right any 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 show of your first season you kind of go okay like what do we all do what do we all need what's going on um but there was such like courage and room for growth in those spaces in spaces where like people were like yeah i want to fucking talk about this yeah i want to get into this you know and i also want to watch a bunch of people be beautiful friends and i also want to watch someone try and shoot somebody through an entire building and then i also want to learn something i had no idea about being a black cowboy like i liked I liked the gentle space of it within a, within a drama that doesn't have to take itself crazy seriously, but can move you towards ideas and and thoughts and experiences that maybe you wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, and it doesn't have to drag you through the dirt of trauma. It doesn't have to make your actors relive, you know, things that are traumatizing or exhausting for them that, but there's still, there's still the opportunity to have that conversation. Yeah. And I think that's. Why.
0: and And that's what it did, you know? Are you happy um, with how Kate's story, at least for now, I I would like to say for now, because I'm really like crossing my fingers on future. But for now, are you happy with where Kate kind of ended and that last episode and just, you know, the shootout and Tom's, you know, obviously we're not, as as fans, obviously we're not happy Tom is is missing. But I keep telling people too, the other thing is, if there, you know, is this season two? The guys with the tattoos on their hands and all of that stuff, we don't even know if yeah. that's a good or bad thing. Like people are just assuming it's like a good thing. I don't know if yep. it's bad for Tom or good for Tom. So I'm not really sure. But in terms of- I mean, his dad
1: showed up. So that's, that's a whole bucket of worms for him. Bucket but like
0: for you, where do you feel at least, are you happy with where Kate is by the finale? If that was the last time we see Kate, are you happy with where no. she is? No, of course
1: not. Did anybody say yes? No, I, like, I, we, we were just so, we were really, really, really arranged around, like, a crisis moment, and you didn't, you know, we, we saw all of us in this crisis moment, but I think that everybody kind of leveled up in a million ways over the course of the season, and is now a very cool version of who they started as, and there's, like, nobody that I don't want to see do other shit. Nobody, like, I want Kate, Kate is now no longer a narc, because I was like, I that was another way that people were very generous to me and let me shift something I was uncomfortable with. I was like, I don't want to play cop on TV. The Pinkertons are violent, racist union busters. And I am not a person who thinks that they're cool. I like, I understand the portion of their history that is interesting. I understand that there may have been people who were interesting in that context and who did interesting things. I just don't want to be a cop on TV anymore. Like I, it doesn't make me comfortable. So she quit um, in the face of realizing that, that sometimes what you think of as justice is actually aiding harm, um, and then she got left the keys to a, 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 a massive watering hole birthplace of safety and independence, you know, secret queer center, and she was gifted it by her crazy English dad, essentially, who she loves the shit out of, Mark Shepard for life, um, I, I wanted to be a drag king. My My second season pitch was that was that that's how she moves into a queerer zone is by going, oh, no, no, it's European. It's European. Hagen would love it because there was tons of male impersonation at the turn of the century in, in in Europe. So like, you know, it's like less clockable. It's like, oh, no, it's performance. I'm not gay. It's just so funny that I'm, oh, look, just like a dude. Ha ha ha.
0: I love the idea too to be like, yeah, he would have loved that because he would have like, because yeah. kind of character, oh my God. yeah, yeah, like he was, he was like down with anything, so I think he would have just like yeah. gotten a kick at it. I feel like he would have walked in and laughed, like he would have been like, like and been like, this is amazing that someone's doing yeah, like
1: that checks out. That's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, like it would have been. Um, I want a whole show that's that. I want a whole show that's Lawrence and I living in San Francisco and fighting crime. I want a whole show that is, like, Kate and Hoyt robbing trains. I want a whole show that's Tom and Kate handcuffed together. I want a whole show that's Abby and Kate just living quietly in town like a slice of life and, like, being in love. I want I want Lucia to, like, come down from the ranch at night and decide that she's going to become the the, like like the lounge act at Hagen's. So it's just Kate and Lucia chilling in this like beautiful old place at night talking about bullshit. Like, But see,
0: I, but you know what's funny is I love this format. Like hypothetically, if it was picked up on like a streaming service, how fun would that be if every episode was just completely different? Like it was the yep. same character because like, they've done that thing where it's like the same actors playing different characters. I don't mean that. You're all the same characters. It's just different scenarios. So like each episode, you guys are just in a, a different scenario. Like no explanation. It doesn't have to be like a whole long story arc. But it'd be super fun if one episode you were like handcuffed to Tom, one episode, everybody switches and like that, that would be like super fun to actually say. Gus and Kate just chilling. That's, that's something.
1: My brain brain, Gus and Kate are like this, actually in my brain, most Kate, most people are like that, but like, I don't know. We just, we have all these, we never got to hang out as much as we wanted. We hung out all the time, but like, especially at work, we'd be like, like there was, we had one moment where Justin realized that he hasn't ever talked to me. Because he comes up to me and he's like, man, hey, uh, like Kai Kai swung by. I think maybe it would be smart if you talked to him. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. And then as we were walking away, in in scene, as we were walking away, he was like, hey, have I ever fucking talked to you on the show? <laughs> and I was like, it's like, "Crazy." I don't think you have. Is this the first time you've spoken to me? And he was like, yeah, I think it is. That's really, it's really weird. <laughs> I was like,
0: yeah. Oh, crazy. I didn't even like think about that. Yep. He doesn't talk to me yeah it's weird because well because some weird. of you are so like spread out and like for some characters they didn't kind of come in you know yeah. so, like so that's interesting because like you know tom yeah. was such a storyline and again you know it's a drama and we all know this that you have to have some sort Alec of like a, that pulls oh, you yeah, off of camera but it's interesting had, like, because, like, but interesting. think about like kai like yes he had like interaction with something but he wasn't like living in the midst of everything that was going on with independence so like there's many characters like that not necessarily have to be the core but many characters mm-hmm. that you talk to or interact with and
1: so oh, yeah it's right. sort of like busted it. into kai's zone once every couple days with like a massive emergency or to be fed for <laughs> free this poor man was just I like know, i know okay jackasses like get in the here you go like <laughs> you're like oh, you mean, you're you're some guy's like, life and now you want like chasu for free fuck you like what-
0: I know I feel like you know it's it's really funny because when mm-hmm. you think about it you, you like you walk in and or he finds out whatever it is and like he makes all these dresses it's like yeah no charge like you know then like Hoyt comes in. No, no, know how he, he makes, makes money. I was, it, I was gonna ask like everything if it was like some secret thing that I didn't know Florence's about. For
1: instance for a little while was on the house. <laughs> I feel like it's on the house everything's on the yeah, house.
0: Yeah and like Hoyt comes in and he's like oh like I need to help you out blah 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 and then he's like yeah here's some soup And I'm going, oh my gosh. No problem. Like, (laughs) yeah. And like, it's just so crazy. Abby needs something. And and Kai's like, got it. Take care of it. Multi purpose. Multi purpose. How does he do all of this stuff? But you're right. Finance. He's like the go to one that finance this man.
1: This man who has every skill set imaginable. And nobody was like, wait a minute. Can you kill a guy? Like, when someone's good at that many things, immediately assume that he can kill a guy. Just do it. Like, wait.
0: I I mean, and. Listen, he was he was good at everything. I mean, like literally everything. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. Kate and
1: Kai, I mourn Kate and Kai so desperately. I love that so, so I loved Kate it because at the
0: beginning it was like sort of like semi-flirtatious with maybe a romance, but then went into full out friendship and it was such a beautiful supportive. Did you like I don't know if I, you go that way, but I felt like it switched again in the in that middle in that middle section when you when your character like when kate switches i Mm -hmm. felt like that's when that switch happened and they became like the closest friends ever but before that i felt like they were trying to make it like a flirty thing that he had liked her and you had had and then i i feel like that changed
1: here's my jam here's my like so in the beginning Kai was written a little bit like, not on purpose, it just kind of eventually ended up reading a little bit like he was this sweet guy with this crush and that Kate's such a force of nature that, like, you know, she notices, but she won't do anything about it because he's so dear and they're so close. And I was like, all right, bullshit. He's talented. He's gorgeous. He's um, um He has guile in a way that no one else in town has. He's an outsider who sees things the same way that she can see things. Um, he has this like deep, deep, sly intelligence that you'd have to be the same kind of person to recognize. He's a babe. It is bananas to think that Kate would encounter this person and go, oh, sweet Kai, baby, like, no, 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 no. And, and like, Kate's not made of stone, and I also didn't, you know, the same way that I didn't always necessarily read Kate as a woman, I don't, I don't necessarily need Kate to be gay. Like, Kate was always just so queer to me, um, and I was like, fuck yeah, she's into Kai. Um, and I think that neither of them could really reach for each other in any meaningful way because both of them had cover stories that were too important to lose, and neither of them are stupid, and both of them are hurt. So, like, there were two ghosts living in town this whole time, and it was both of them, and neither of them could give it up. It was not safe, it wasn't okay, and both of them were grieving, because he lost Lily and she lost, you know, um, at the same time. And so they just cycled, understanding that this other person probably sees me better than anybody does, but I do not have the option of softness right now, especially not towards them. And I think that this cutesy, like, oh, hi, sweetie, oh, honey bear, little pookie, whatever, was um her way of keeping him at a distance and then she just kind of got used to doing it so she was so then she slowly started to kind of underestimate what he was seeing what he was and that was her mistake she treated him like a person that wasn't as of consequence as she knew he was she got lazy um and he called her out on it he's like do you fucking think i don't see what you talk about you think i'm not paying attention to who you talk to i've known this whole time you just didn't tell me you thought that was gonna be fine like you saw
0: you saw a change because i do think there was that like la dot da kind of thing in the in the beginning and you do see a change with it and i and i loved the friendship that eventually becomes the two of them Oh, friends first. Love i'm not saying like i'm not saying like, like oh yeah they're gonna
1: go ugh. but no, like but I, I, but I
0: agree with you i think i 100% agree with you that i think that they were that it, it makes sense in terms of i never thought of it in a way how you just said it in terms of like two ghosts kind of like living kind of just existing to exist right because they're in so much pain but in the first few episodes you know that little like flirty thing I agree with you didn't it was cute because we love like Ky- because guy's so cute like, I mean how could you not sure, yeah. it's cute but it, I don't think it fit until you fell into that moment of four and five where you I think maybe maybe felt more comfortable or whatever and yeah, yeah. I don't know it just shifted and there was something different and I just liked that relationship and I liked how that I you
1: noticed that I'm so honored that you noticed that. I feel like I feel like they are equals and that they are friends and colleagues first, like they understand each other on a like on a on a playing field of equals. But I think that like when both of them finally came clean it was so confronting because they were like, "Oh shit, I can want you now." Yes, I can. And then both of them went, "I don't know what to do with that." And then didn't know how to reach out because neither of them are good at it or prepared to be emotionally available, but there was like this reckoning of like, oh, you're a grown up, and I'm a grown up, and now there's nothing in the way and you've seen me clearly from the start and I don't know how to have you, keep you, reach for you. And I wanna do all those things at once and I'm not moving. That was my sense by the end where it was kind of like, they also let us keep, Lawrence and I have this little thing where we go, hi, hi, at the beginning of every scene. And she's the only, he's the only person she does that to. Um, and our, uh, our editors were so good and protective of it. And, uh, our producer Laura Terry was so protective of it that anytime it got cut by accident, she'd be like, is it a scene with Lawrence and Katie? Did you keep the high high? And so now almost every time, if you look back, there's a high, there's like the classic high high at the beginning of every scene that we do together. And it makes me so happy. Yeah. I mean, that's- such a about my show. I'm sorry. Oh, I love,
0: my- I love it. I love it so much. Like literally, cause I literally pick it apart, like how you do. So like, to hear you, it kind of like reevaluates like my thoughts because I'm like, that's what I thought, or like that's what I was thinking, and so yeah. But I do see like a huge major shift, and I just loved where it all went. But in terms of to like kind of lighten up, I don't know how much more time you have because we're so over. But um...
1: <laughs> however much you want here, light 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 up. Ask me some um, ask me some shit.
0: So I was th- I want to ask because this group is so much fun, and you guys are all crazy yeah. in the best ways known to man. What were some of the? Shen- I've heard some, but what were some of the shenanigans? Because you guys are you guys are like so much fun. So what were some of the shenanigans yeah. between filming? I mean, I've seen I've seen videos. I've seen some downpours. I've seen some oh, yeah. you know fun fun things like that that you guys have put on social. But
1: lightning storms. a lot of lightning yeah. storms. Um, did Justin ruin the rock thing? Did he tell you about the rock thing? Pile of rocks. I don't think so. But no. Okay. Good. Um.
0: Do you? So you have it; it's yours.
1: Oh yeah, oh, it better be mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of like the, there was nothing really like so crazy that if I tried to explain it again, again, it's like summer camp where like to you it's fucking hysterical, there. and just someone else they're just like, oh whatever, you guys. Um, there was a take that we finally did. We didn't, we didn't have uh because we didn't have a ton of time and we didn't have a ton of money. We didn't get to like fuck around during shooting that much, so like there weren't that many outtakes we got to do on purpose just to be funny. Yeah. But there was one. Um where when tom is getting into the wagon i don't know if anybody told you about that but there was a take where as tom's walking by everybody into the jail wagon um everybody just kissed him uh which was great and he's greg so greg's like very method and he's very willing to like let people go deep and make big choices so he came up to me and i finished my thing i grabbed his face and planted one on him and he fully just thought he was going to keep doing the scene he was like oh katie Katie made a big move. Katie took a big swing and just was so, he was like a good little actor and he was like rawr, rawr, and kept like Tom. I watched him laugh and then he kept tomming along. Um, and then Matt Barr was like, Come here, come here, and then kissed him on the forehead and, and was like, bless your heart, and then sent him away. And then Kat was like, Listen, I already kissed you on the show, so I'm not gonna do it again. Get in the van. And uh, but he I, I really couldn't pinpoint the moment when he realized he didn't have to keep being Tom. Um, and now, whenever we watch the finale, I, it's like weird to me that it's not canon that everybody just like kissed him on the way out of town. Um, awesome. <laughs> it's good. It's really good. Our show is just all about making out, basically. Uh, if you well, really it's look. So under
0: funny the- that's why I told you. And for cats, we're talking about like one night stand, but we were talking. Oh, yeah. About like, it led into like also because I was I was really rooting for like Abby and and um Hoyt. I said in the beginning, I oh, was, not even Interesting. Uh, yes, and that's what she said too. And I was like, really? Because in the beginning, I like felt it. Then I did it. Then like, you know, then it kind of went. Know, I know it, like, four. I'm, with
1: I'm with her. I'm with her. I'm not an Abby and Hoyt person. Not, not because they're not fine, but like, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense Yeah, to it, me. Like,
0: like in the beginning, I was like, ooh, this could work. Then, yeah. I was like, oh, this can't work. And then towards the very end with the child thing and like how he's sort of kind of, I was like, maybe it could work, but, you know, obviously they're so different, but they say like, you know, opposite tracks. So I was like, maybe it could work. But we were kind of joking, like maybe she would have one night stand. Like, why not? And I was like, yeah. Or like, you could have one night stand with Kate. and you came up. I was like, no, 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 no,
1: no, God damn it. I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> Callian is mid-show. Mm-hmm. It has to be done. Callian is mid-show. Abby yeah. deserves... Abby deserves to be unhinged. Abby has always deserved to be unhinged. She is exhausted. Abby gets to do a bunch of drugs. Abby gets to sleep with whoever she wants to in grief in this completely unsupervised crazy place. We're saying she gets- have a whole bunch of one night stands. Have fun. I'm That's saying. What I'm Abby gets to grief, sleep her way across independence if she wants to. No one can say shit. Leave her alone. Callian is mid-season. Kate is end game. Mm. Kate's end game. Abby the whole time. Kate the whole time, ultimate safety, ultimate love and friendship, ultimate, like, beautiful, beautiful sitting on the porch together being gay, like, that that it was just, like, it was always you. And you guys are
0: so, even though you guys get into, like, one, like, minor fight, you guys are so there for each other. I love, I love, we're I love that. So cat. there for each other, Act and you're so supportive cat. of one another. And even if something's crazy, like I love, like there's like one scene, and you're, and like you're like kind of telling her, like this is not, like what are you thinking? This is crazy. But you're still there. Like you're like, all right, but I guess we're going with crazy. Like I guess we're doing it, and and you're still there. So for me, like I, I would love that. Like I would love to see them
1: together. People, people keep diffusing it into gal pals, and I'm like, first of all, gross. What is it? Twenty years ago. Like second of all let it be what it is no I felt like it was like soulmate like, like I felt like it be, yeah soulmate. let it be what it is it's not like I'm also crazy and my best friend's always there for me that's Hoyt Hoyt is I'm a little nuts are so you coming with me like let's go on the joy ride that's what Hoyt's for that's, that's why I, why I don't a one good. night stand like, not don't get mad at me but that's why Ooh. I don't for one night stand
0: but Ooh. like but I well, always fell in love with me so like a soulmate. A that's it yeah I, I, I felt a soulmate and whether it was sexual or not is one you know And I guess everyone's interpretation, but for me, soulmate doesn't like it could be separate, right? Like sexual could come later or attraction, whatever. But there was this soulmate connection between the two of you from the second people could go back and even watch the freaking pilot. I mean, it's this you walk over, it's like, I'm gonna help you. Here's all the information, here's all the details, here's what you should know, and like right away without question, like you know, it's like, here. And as time goes on, I just went like, I was like, damn, like I want a soulmate like that. Like someone that just has your back 24 seven will question you, will fight with you, is not afraid to say shit to you, is not afraid to go through your shit, (laughs) but is there for you, you know? And that's what she ultimately becomes. And by the end of it, I mean, when you got, like I said, that table scene kills me every time. I I kind of wish it ended that way because- in a way that scene was just so beautiful with all of you guys together. And then I was just going, Oh, and I just loved, I just loved it. So yeah, like I would call you guys soulmates and whether that turned into something down the line in season two, three would make complete sense to me.
1: Like it would yeah, not, be it wouldn't be something weird. Like it would make absolute sense. It was on purpose. Like those choices were made on purpose from the beginning. It wasn't just like, oh, it kind of looked a little bit like you might be. Like that was a conscious choice on both of our parts mm-hmm. to be that emotionally available in a way that might be a little confusing. Like that wasn't purely platonic or purely that like the immediate intimacy made both of them a little confronted or uncomfortable. And so they just orbited around it in whatever way that makes sense. Like it's on purpose. It's not, it's not an accident um and then uh oh it's gone wow bye Vance you were talking about later in the season you guys
0: being soulmates and then maybe down the road it becoming something Oh, oh oh and then also like I end
1: up with her sister yeah and what a funny like bump in the road to be like yeah I like I got so close and then I just sidestepped the thing by like this much Mm -hmm. and like You know charlotte who is beautiful stella is fantastic and like i don't think it was a stop gap but it is kind of funny that it's like you start to orbit like that's that's a person that kate finds attractive and that closer and closer yeah yeah, like closer to the chest different big city kind of girl is like like kate's into that and so then you got to go like wait a minute this is like that's abby all the time what are you talking about like kate's not into abby give me a break i know And,
0: and Uh, like, honestly, like literally, I think it was, I think it was the second episode where I was like, these girls are, are soulmates. I I don't like the, I never even thought of gal pal. Maybe it's because I'm older. I don't know. I don't Some people do. Some people are like, but like, but to me, it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, two girls, like toss. Like to me, it was like soulmate because when, if you put yourself in the position that this show is real, right. And this is real scenarios, a gal pal bestie friend. Is not going to do the shit that the two of you did for each other. No. Like that is like soulmate shit, where you're willing to possibly get shot, killed, whatever. That's not. I mean, listen. Maybe if you had a really close friend, maybe there is a friend of yours that would be like, "Yes, I'll step in front and I'll take one for you." But yeah, I do,
1: I do have those friends, so I'm not going right. to. But like, here's no, But in I this
0: scenario, I... with this show, with this group, you can't say that they were friendly. Like, <laughs> you know, like Abby's not going to just friendly like step in front. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there was, no. it there was a soulmate thing there and I said it from I think it was like second episode I went they're soulmates and then now again whatever that means to anybody fine yeah. but I yeah. was like maybe down the road that you know yeah. that could be something which is why when yeah, I was yeah. talking when I was talking to Kat I was going like yeah like I, I really wanted you to know you know and I kept like joking about it and she was like yeah and then she's like well what about like a one-night stand I'm like yeah I was like screw it like she's she's In there go ahead yeah. like you no know, one-night stand with everybody and just have everybody shut. Should-
1: you know? everybody there's nothing to do in town there's like yeah. like a, a, a and bananas too, of looking people.
0: we were talking about it and she was saying like you know we talked about tom and i was like how did that you know how did that happen and because look we're at him. him right but yeah and she started saying but it's true though in life you might again the stakes are a little higher the husband was you know her husband was involved and in getting killed but over time when you start to get to know somebody and maybe you realize like their belief might not have been they might not have known and they start to grow a little bit and there was some growth in Tom. You can't blame her. Like, yes, he's hot. I mean, and he, and he was growing. He was super nice to her. And I don't know if he really, to me, and you know, I think he might've regretted some of the stuff that happened and it was just unfortunate scenario. You know, he had his brother, there was pressure. There was a lot of stuff on him. I don't know if necessarily given the circumstances, if he was by himself, if that would have happened, I think he would have walked away. Oh, was, I, I think he would have walked away.
1: And also like to go like that happening, you know, to go like slightly darker with it, like sometimes, wow, the loudest truck in the whole wide world. I mean, like sometimes when you're in grief or you're in trauma or you're in this like insane situation that that has decentered you completely and you don't know who you are and you feel like you're bottled into this one thing that's so important. The only other person who can see you is the other person who's in it with you. Right. like no one can really understand what happened to her no one can really understand and like there's an intensity to this to this vitriol and to this grief that is like in a funny way it lets her take it out on him it lets her put her hands on the thing that is so, you know, far away and mystified the idea of this dangerous, horrible person who took everything from her, except then the guy that he took from her is awful. And she has to post-mortem and try and process the fact that this guy was not the person that she wanted to love or the person that she thought he was, but he's not even there for her to get closure on. And it like, you start to feel crazy and like in a moment of deep grief where you feel untouchable by everyone else, the only other person maybe who can touch you and have you feel it is the only other person in that shit with you. Like- right and not to mention that
0: yeah and but not to mention when when you see the full story you realize that it wasn't really like tom just walked up someone shot him you know what i mean it was like tom had been sitting there and had been watching her and like so there was so much more to the story as there is with everybody so when you saw that it's hard to like it's hard to just be like he was the evil man on the show you know what i mean because like it just, there were so many circumstances that made what happened happened. And I think oh. that growth and her seeing him change and, her, and and being so sweet and being nice to her. I just, I don't know. I just got, I under, like at first, like I asked like Kat at first, I was like, what happened? How did this happen? And then she talked about it. And then after it, I said, you know what though? But it kind of, like, I kind of, mm-hmm. get it, you know, like I, I kind of understand Also that, like, he was, he was different too. And I think he, I think in a way, had he stayed longer and maybe you know it, a season 2 would show that he was growing as a person he i feel like slowly he was representing change mm-hmm. that it's okay to get
1: other ideas and learn yeah. and adjust from them or maybe we never saw who he really was in the first place true we never really got to see the kind of person he tried to be without being strong-armed by people who could hurt him really badly yeah his father we his never... brother,
0: like there were all these demons that were coming at him. him and like
1: knocking honestly like knocking off some awful dude who's in the pocket of your family for like not doing the thing he said he was gonna do like wild west not yeah. the craziest thing not that he didn't like shoot her children like this was some as far as he knew he's like here's some asshole Right. Who said he do, She said he'd do a thing, took a bunch of our money. He's trying to cut town and not do the thing. Like Hoyt has killed that guy before. I can guarantee right, you. Right. right. Like it's not the way it's, it's just that he was asked to kill her and didn't like there's when you really like put it in context of the wider microcosm of the West, like, all right. <clears throat> I don't know that he's like the worst person I know. I think that those railroad executives that were like monsters to Callian are probably worse than Tom on a, on a, a good day, you know, like it's, I don't know. I have well, thoughts and feelings, good. but also I really love Greg, so.
0: <laughs> Everybody loves Greg. Um, I, I, me, really, baby. I already know the answer to this, but what was, this going to be a huge shocker to you, what was your favorite outfit that you wore this season? My favorite outfit?
1: Mm. I feel like I, I know the it. answer to it, but I'll see. Obviously, you. I love my suit. I love both my suits. Yes. They were made for me, which is crazy. Do you get to steal them? Uh, were, no, uh, yeah, damn. I wanted to. I wore, I did try on Greg's pants Um, at one point, which was fun finding out that I fit in Greg's pants, which makes me just not understand how Greg is organized as a human. It's so confusing. <laughs> um, What did I love? Are they
0: big on you at least? Cause nope. I feel like he is like, no, really? Yeah. But I feel like yeah. his
1: legs look bigger than your legs. So how does that- it- little, The little Dorito boy. Yeah. I got a booty though. He's, he's got, he's a little Dorito boy and it's all up here. And then he has this little tiny, you know, when guys have like this little slutty waist that you're furious at them for, cause you're like, why do you get to walk around with that up? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, I fit Greg's pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Suits. I just so. Right. Suits. And then that one house dress that I wear in episode two, the like really long bell sleeved one with a beautiful pattern, um, which is actually an antique and I probably shouldn't have been wearing it, but I did and I was very careful. Um, yeah. Good outfits my those are my jams oh i forgot to tell you my best shenanigan which is that um justin and i uh put rocks in each other's pockets uh or found ways to hand each other rocks we'd be like oh fuck can you hold this for me for a second and it would be a rock and then for like a couple weeks before the finale because we were tired and exhausted and freezing and you know um had been working for six months and then it escalated to like bigger and bigger rocks and then i would like put rocks in his backpack and he would like leave rocks in my set bag or like on my chair or whatever and then on the last day of shooting, I put rocks in his shoes and like, it was just this whole thing. He said
0: something about um, a rock in his shoe, I think, when we were talking.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Nothing, nothing groundbreaking. Just like, you know, you need something to do. And it was like how Matt Barr and I had a bit where I, if he poured a drink in a scene, I had to try and take it. Um, there's a couple of them that stayed in, I think, if anybody wants to really? eat, egg it. There's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Every so time he poured a drink. he poured a drink
0: like at a, at a bar or something. So it's like if he poured it in. so the-
1: if, if Hoyt pours a drink and if okay. I am in the room, we would try to find a blocking way for me way to, take for you to take it.
0: Take mm. it. Uh, I like that. Um, I think
1: it's in, I think it makes it in twice. There's one in four and there's one in eight, nine. Whenever the mid season finale was, um, and and he has to go. Hey, every time because that's my favorite Hoyt sound. Uh, so 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 I then uh, I told I told our trailer ad I was like, hey, I need you to lock my trailer because I just feel like Justin's going to pull some shit um because I feel like Justin's gonna pull some shit so and he was like oh yeah absolutely absolutely and then it was our last day and so I I wrapped and I went back to my trailer and there was an island when I say an island I mean like like this this big around of rocks that were like too big for a regular person to carry um (laughs) in my trailer with a note that said no one will ever love you like I do um I'm big like big 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 on uh and so Justin hadn't come back yet. And so i I got our uh trailer ID to move come them on. all over to his trailer. You you moved it to his trailer, right? I did do that, yes. Yeah uh, he, the shape of a penis. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um them, and but he left out the fact I lied that the rocks to him were about so it. Big. He what? He left out the oh, fact okay. that the rocks were so big and stuff. And oh, then that's that's because he and he said he had photos and I was like, I need pictures of this. And I have he, photos. Like, and I was like, We need pictures, we need to put those online. And he was yeah. like, It was it was so funny because he's like, I thought I got her. And then he said like you he did. back and like you, you told, like he
1: um um he the reason he didn't tell you how big the rocks were is because you would have to be just such an impeccable, unbelievable wiener to spend that amount of time moving rocks. He was like, Yeah, I just got like a headlamp. Eggley gave me a headlamp and like I went out there with my little box and I was like in full costume. So I feel like people probably thought it was like part of my part of my like uh, my process that so I was like out there with a the headlamp fucking putting rocks in and took me like a bunch it took me like a bunch of um took me a bunch of trips and at one point I just like looked at myself in the mirror and I was like I'm a father what am I doing <laughs> it took me like a long time like I was like sweating by the time it was done I was like oh man fuck I have to go back to work now like and then uh, yeah and then I, I I put them back but the hard part was lying to him about it for like six hours um because Lawrence was on his side and Lawrence is really scary Lawrence is a a, a sociopath Lawrence is really difficult to lie to he's so scary he has like the driest sense of humor and he's so observant and I was like I can lie to everybody else but if Lawrence looks into my eyes for too long I'm fucked and I and I fooled him which is maybe the best acting I've ever done and then for like four days afterward, the only thing he could talk to me about was what a monster he had decided I was now he was like you're insane you the- you're a terrible, you're a monster in there. And I was it's like
0: so funny though. But when you when you told me that story, I was like, oh, that's right. Cause he said that he had put rocks in your trailer and then he came back to a big penis. Did you leave a note with it or no? You just Yes. It said it said wanna bet. What did it say? Wanna bet.
1: Because <laughs> it says no one will ever love you like this. And I said wanna bet. Or, no one will ever no one will ever that's love that
0: you out like- so I was gonna say if he had a note for you, which I think he might have said. But so I
1: have it, know I have it somewhere in my house, yeah, I, it's but, so like, amazing. I was yeah. very proud of myself, but the real, so the real jam, the reason that this was, like, worth me spending a whole afternoon on is that, like, I, I sent him a video, because Justin also walked into a door in his house right before we filmed episode 11, um, it was just dark and he was tired and he turned around and walked into a door and he cut his forehead open to the point where he had to, like, call oh. us and see if he needed stitches to go to the hospital, um, and panicked the makeup team, um, so we had to just write in him getting hit in the head because he literally walked into a door like a dumbass. So then in episode 11, they had to be like, Oh no, he got a little scratched up there because there was no way to cover it. Cause he just cut his head open. So I made fun of him obviously every day forever, because how could I not? Um, and so I sent him a video being like, you're not going to believe this. I just wrapped. I just fucking walked into my bathroom door. This is a sign this is a side, this is, this is the great, like, equalizing of karma that I walked in, but I made sure that I, like, caught the floor in the background, and that there was nothing there, and then I got, like, our trailer ID to knock on the door and be like, hey, you're gonna make up, and I was like, oh, thanks, I'll, I'll come back up and see you, so that it was, like, as natural as possible,
0: mm-hmm. so I didn't just
1: lie, I, like, really lied, I put, like, a like, lot of work in my um, like and her. then, I went, like, the, the gauntlet of every single person we know being, like, I think she's fucking with you, man. No, I think I know. And and I, and I had to, keep We're going so to figure long. it out took a lot of work. It was the hardest thing I did on that show that, 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 that's segment of <laughs> acting hardest work I ever did on our program
0: and nothing and nothing for Matt, nothing
1: crazy with Matt. I didn't really, I didn't really prank Maddie very much. I just kind of like, I don't know. Matt's Matt's so like good he's nature. So, he's I know he's so
0: sweet. He's, it's funny because, you know, he always plays these like outlandish kind of like crazy characters. And so I was like, Well, you must have pranked and when I talked to him he's like, No. And then like as we're talking, I'm like, You're just so like so nice sweet. Like, so I would feel bad, like even pranking him, you know? Like, uh like I would totally prank you. Like we would have so much fun, I'm sure. And I would totally prank Justin and like Philly, like a hundred percent. But like it was just funny. So I was I asked everybody, I'm like, Did you do anything with that? And like most people were like, But it, it was mentally oh. like
1: no we did we did um we uh but mo- mo- when if, if you're gonna do bits with matt you have to play off of his wholesomeness because he can't get rid of it so like like not that he doesn't has have an edge as like an adult person he does but like um they the scene where he's talking to gavin who is also so sweet and he's like why well, i thought you know you didn't think i was your paw did you no. when they're talking about it and then he starts to cry um all of us like snuck into the shot and like stacked ourselves Scooby-Doo style over his head and around him like that but like to hear and Maddie's so professional that he thought that someone was trying to move him back onto his mark a little bit like he thought that he was just because it was a close-up so he was like I must be a little off my mark and he just started to move because he was like oh someone's moving me okay I must I must be off my my jam but really it was just all of us like seeing if we could scoop like standing on each other seeing if we could scooby-doo around him I think that's the only thing we did to Matt, Matt to- would be like I'm back the wrong spot while he was weeping yeah he was like am I good am I think that's <laughs> the only thing I did to Maddie I think
0: I know and that's what it was funny because everybody I asked was like I think hmm like I <laughs> think I did this and then they're like and but none of it was like really that cranky and I was like I think it's just because it's Matt like you just can't he's
1: also Maddie's also Maddie and Lawrence like Maddie is unshakable when it comes to doing his job um and not because he's no fun but just because he's like it's just his his habit and mm-hmm. like he uh uh, 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 uh like well, well our rehearsals Will be like everybody in a room. None of us are saying the right words because we're so tired. We probably should say the right words, but we're so. I'll be like, "Hey, fucko, come here." And Kat will be like, "What? Uh, what's you? What's going on?" Also, I went to the bank today, and I'll be like, "Nothing." Where's Gus? And then Philly will walk in and be like, "Hi, it's me." This is the part in the scene where I enter, and then Matt will be like, "Dang it! Well, if we don't get to that bank real soon before they close, we're not going to be able to sign that deed." And then Kat will be like, yeah, fucking let's, um, I'm going to run over there right now, but first I have to go upstairs because that's what I think my blocking is unless I'm not going upstairs anymore. Am I going upstairs? I am. I'm going upstairs now. And then I'll turn to Matt and be like, I have this other line that I say to you before I leave because I have to give Philly time to get behind the bar to talk to you later. And then he'll be like, I don't know if we don't do something soon. It's going to get messy out here. Like he he sticks to his lines. When nothing else is happening in a world where his lines don't even make sense anymore because no one is doing the right thing, Matt Barr will say every single word of all of his lines.
0: First of all, that's the best impression that anyone's done of another cast member so far. I have a good, I have a good that's, Matt Barr. That's an amazing Matt Bar.
1: I have a good and Matt Bar.
0: I wish that was on camera or like if it, if the cameras were around like some sort of blooper, that I'll would I'll do it. I'll amazing. always do it. I'll have to get you all. I think what I need to do is get you all on together and yeah. maybe oh, put like great, a great. quote table read. And then it would be okay. super fun to just see you guys just be you. I could just Everybody like sit so back cool. and be like, yeah, you guys just go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. so funny. Like I could really see that
1: happening where you're like, yeah, and I'm fucking moving over here. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then I stand here. For i got going to pick up like, this thing that I'm supposed to pick up and something, something. Okay. Kai needs help with the dresses because it's been too long. And everybody, it never, so funny. It never comes back around to anything that makes sense unless it's Matt Barr and he will be like nine minutes ahead in the scene. What do you mean the railroad? And I'll be like, well, I didn't say the railroad because I didn't say that line. Um, fucking, because Justin needs us to go out there because the we are shooting that scene later today. Lang if is in that I'm in. Well, thank you very much, sir. I like. That's no amazing. relation to the plot. Nothing. And there's Matt doing 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 the thing that
0: that's the best impression that i've seen so far that's a she good one So happy. really good one me so but, happy so i wanted to, to ask you too so in terms of fans we're like all over the place so people are gonna listen to this and be like we're crazy but we are right, so guys, sorry happy. um but obviously there the show has a lot of fans we have mm-hmm. this new oh. walker independence trending there's a million people that are obsessed with the show that want to see it so they don't get to talk to all of you guys and text all of you like I do and annoy you guys. So of course I always like to give everyone the floor. Is there anything that you want to say to all of the fans that love you? First of all, by yeah. the way, you have fans that have followed you from project to project. Yeah, and um, that have been a huge fan of yours for a very long time. And so you know, and they don't get to talk to you like this is my like you know I I don't th- I literally think the last time I spoke to you was like a five ten minute thing for carrie diaries for really? like I, yeah i think it was like the pilot God. Yeah, yeah yeah i and was just like,
1: completely like different Anna
0: sophia like came in and like and i think like we just did like a really quick thing and um, yeah, yeah i remember it, that i remember that we were, like,
1: it was, was really watching. fast
0: and you were like super sweet and like so nice and then i was like so excited for you guys and then like you know the show i think it was like the one season situation but it, it or two seasons yep yeah. and um but, <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, there's two. hey i, I love that you also have the uh, by the way side note this is literally coming from my brain but i also love the random apartment that like made no sense that like was able to be afforded that you guys lived in it was it was you
1: like an it was oh yeah yeah, an yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah it like made no sense yeah, yeah, yeah. um but i love i don't know i loved it it was kind of like my guilty pleasure i love that show but um i was anyway. like i didn't have
1: an apartment i was stuck in town getting
0: <laughs> pregnant I know like that it was just so funny because the apartment like made no sense, but I was like, I'll go with it. But we have followed you from thing to thing. We love you so much, um, so much more that you're even like being yourself and talking about yourself and and like, and just fully coming into yourself. I love that even more. So I want to throw it over to you to, if there's anything that you would like to say to the fans other than me, that's obsessed with you. Cause there's a million of God. us. Um And that miss you and love you and we want to see you on the show so um
1: oh god that's very overwhelming thank you i listen i'm just a weird little guy (laughs) i am i'm just a weird little guy and i'm out here by the skin of my teeth and the fact that this continues to work is insane to me um and i quit in my brain and consider doing about 900 other things very very often um because i'm very sensitive and i'm very tired and the fact that anybody Gives a shit or continues to give a shit. The fact that anybody feels comforted by me, feels talked to by me, feels held, feels entertained, feels like they have a space in the world, you know, in ways that are profound or not. Like, I. I uh, suffer from, like, crippling depression and anxiety. So, like, I know that sometimes you just need to be in your house and not be alone in your house. Um, you need to have other people there that can feel like your friends and it doesn't matter what's happening. You just need to go to sleep and wake up alive and get through your day alive and go back to sleep. And that's, like, that's success. Um, and the idea that I've been part of that for anybody at any point is literally the only thing that matters about this job like i'm not gonna lie there's other shit that's very cool about this job but like that's the reason we tell each other stories is to like keep each other alive and close to each other um so i don't know it's nuts it's nuts to me and and i'm incredibly incredibly grateful and like if you were one of those people who put me in your living room so that you felt like you had friends like you do and i love you and if you're wondering if I'm different in real life or if I wouldn't like you, the answer's probably no. No, I'm not different in real life. Yes, I like you. Like, Well,
0: we love you. Know you. I, mean? I mean, I would literally, like a loser, list out, like, how to get away with murder, um,
1: the killing... It doesn't make you a loser. This fucking Shondaland. That's, oh, like, if, no, they, but it's... No, I don't think it in terms of shows. Like...
0: I mean, in terms of you. The killing, <laughs> you were fantastic. In Thank that, you. Show. I was a baby. Nancy Drew. Um... Zoe I, like. I mean, I look. Like, I, I can Katie it up. Like I could like list all your stuff. Like I'm a huge fan of you. You are fantastic. You. And all the, all the roles yeah, that you play are so, so good.
1: You're but so
0: I, I will say, I agree with you. I do think Walker independence next leveled. And I'm, I do think you next leveled yourself. And I couldn't be happier because I think that you were living how you should be living, which is the most authentic way possible. Right. And it changes everything. And you can see it in Walker. And that's something that you'll have forever because it's on camera. So you'll have oh that
1: for- That's such a nice thing to say. What a beautiful thing to say to a person. Thank you. <laughs> it's true.
0: It, I mean, it's true. I uh, you just I see it. it among so, us. Well, I love you so much. I would talk to you for another hour. We were literally supposed to end like an hour ago. I, I know, I know. But, but I, I fucked so- up. I
1: was like, I needed to talk about <laughs> I know You were so sweet because you were anxious, like, I'm so sorry. So. You
0: have to talk about the show. But no, no, no. I love you so much is there anything that you're working on right now or are you just like waiting? Are we waiting to see where Walker is or like, what are, what are we doing?
1: I was waiting to see where my little village landed and I respect the writer's strike and I am chilling. You're just waiting. I'm chilling in this world and waiting for other people's wellness to settle and other people's livelihoods to settle. And, um, we don't have picket lines in Vancouver, but if we did, I'd go take a stroll basically all right so you're just chilling waiting (laughs) being a mom (laughs) being a parent um oh no i'm definitely that's that's one funny thing about the 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 genderqueer moment is i am i am her whole ass mother there's like no there are (laughs) days where I'm like i'm a cute little boy i got it when it comes when it comes to the girl like i am a mother Mm -hmm. oh beautiful she's like a she's like someone um made a cartoon of like pierogi banana bread <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: well i should tell everyone they can follow you on instagram so can. we can okay and can. it's just name, so like they could just like look up your name so they could we could stay up to date with you because hopefully i'm keeping my fingers crossed i still have hope for walker independence but if not uh i mean you're great in fucking everything so there'll be something else so, you know, they could just follow you, but with your name if they want to, attendance, it's on the CW app for free. So, you could stream, go mm-hmm. stream it as much as you want, talk about we it do. using the hashtags, keep talking about the show, and then hopefully, we'll also on uh, it's also on
1: HBO Max, which is a oh, that's right, yeah, that's right, that's yes, thing to be able to say. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it's around. Go go and watch it and then tell me about it because it makes me really happy. And now I get to nerd out over it with everybody else, which is very fun for me because I can tell you things. I can tell you things. If you <laughs> ask me if something was an accident or a joke, I can <laughs> tell you. Because the yeah. answer <laughs> message more her. than you would think is yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, so what you could basically do is go to the CW or go to HBO Max, right? watch the show. And if you're like, Oh wait, I have a question about this. Take a little screenshot, tag her on Instagram and be like, was this for do. No,
1: actually please do. Here's my favorite question. My favorite question is, was this a bit? <laughs> my favorite question, like pick a thing that you notice happening a lot. Check if it's a bit, just check if it's a bit. It might not be, but we have yeah. a lot of bits. There's a lot of bits. I stole a lot of drinks. I held a lot of pears. I know now I want to look for the drink thing. Cause that I didn't catch. I didn't catch the drink thing. So I want to look at that. Oh yeah. There were like, there was like a bunch more that got cut because the the job of our show is not to cater to every stupid thing that I want to do every episode, but like some of them stayed in. I was taken care of. I'm telling you. They protected some <laughs> pretty dumb things that I, every time I hit Matt, not scripted, like so many bits. So many I bits. Love, I love it so much. All day. It was 35 degrees. I couldn't survive unless I had bits. Well, I have to
0: say everybody was right. So for all the interviews that have come out before you, that everyone has listened to, and I think we have one with Kat that's coming out soon, um, mm-hmm. everybody, everybody, and I've said, I th- I think I said it on camera, but in case I didn't, everyone had told me that I had to talk to you, everyone, and they're right because I literally feel like you're, I feel like you're like my BFF, like my, like, I really <laughs> have like soulmate in you, like, I'm like, oh my God, so much. Like, I just want to like, take care of you and talk to you and like, check in on you. And like, so and now I understand why oh, everyone, Monica, you loudmouth, straightforward, crazy person. You need to talk to Katie. And now I understand. Oh, oh, look, it's we got so another one of you to like, get you to know. Yeah. It's been so great. Cause like, I haven't seen, like, I haven't, well, I would love to see you in person, but I haven't been able to interview you in a, in a lot, in a while. Oh, okay. And, um, it's so great to like have a long time to like talk with you and and now yeah, I'm- it's so I'm such like, yeah, a it's delight <laughs> <laughs> in such a good way so it's like so it's so great so this was fantastic for me and now I'm just going to bother you all the time because
1: I just love you please do please do it's been such a pleasure I'm gonna go um I'm gonna go feed my daughter because she's pretending that she loves me but she's actually telling me that I've been sitting here for too long
0: yeah and I probably have Chinese food outside
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah go get your Chinese
0: food I'll, I'll get it. I'll heat it up. It's fine. Yeah, I ordered well, Chinese for like, anyone that doesn't know. I ordered Chinese food. I think before we started, or like right when
1: we like an ordered, hour and a half ago. So
0: yeah. So it was DoorDash. That's so probably sitting outside. But it doesn't matter. You were more important. So
1: no one's more important than Chinese food.
0: Well, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And I cannot wait to cover. Hopefully, Walker Independent season two, manifesting it. But if it's another project, another movie, whatever comes your way, I'm here. I will cover everything because I love Amazing. you. And that's Thank it. you.
1: I will try. I'll try and do your proud. I'll try and find something interesting if they don't put me back on my damn show.
0: <laughs> and I think that's good. That's what we'll remind it. So I love you. And thank you so much for coming on.
1: Of course. I love you too. Goodbye. Bye.
0: Hope you guys enjoyed listening to me and Katie discuss Walker Independence, hear a little bit more about the behind the scenes, some of the fun aspects of the show, and why it's so critically important that this show finds a new home. So while we're all trying to save it and find a season two somewhere on some streaming platform, make sure you're showing your support and love by doing hashtag renewwalker Independence and make sure you head over to Katie's Instagram follow it so you're updated on everything that they're up to and just on top of all of the upcoming projects so that we're here to support and just show our love and appreciation. And I want to thank Katie so much for being so open and honest during the interview. I had the best time and hope to be Katie's friend because they're so cool and beautifully honest. Um... Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts and head over to our YouTube channel and hit subscribe so you're the first ones to see our video content. So make sure you head over there so you don't miss a thing. Thanks so much. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode.